a movie that's more musical than a horror movie and features a leather-clad greaser killer with a giant guitar drill and more dream sequences than Nightmare on Elm Street and Inception combined. We watched Slumber Party Massacre 2. We watch it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, say hello. I had a burp coming, but it just didn't come out. You leave me hanging, man. Yeah, I'm like, here comes a burp. Underperformed. Like last night. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, happy because we got... Uh, yeah, we got... We it's finally... It's been a while. It's been a while. But, uh... Our, our our third brother, I guess, if you will, Mr. Chris Samples, is finally back on the, uh, back on the show. Yeah, How are we? Yeah, I was just talking about it before we yeah. started that I think the last one we did, all three of us together, was Flesh Eating Mothers almost exactly a year mm. ago. A little over a year ago today. Yeah. That seems that just does not seem right to me at all. Now, I know Chris has filled in here and there when I've been MIA or, you know, just popping around. But And then we all did Death House. But, yeah, we all Death, but yeah, Death and, House. But, but again, that was Doug Jones as well. But still, all three of us were here. True. That's, True. That, that's what I was thinking. There's True. no way it's But been... just, just the three of us, it's been a year. The three okay. amigos. Three amigos. Um, speaking yeah. of a year ago, it, it was pretty close to that. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was two years ago. I don't know. But we're doing Slumber Party Massacre 2 this year. <laughs> And yes. that's one reason why we had definitely had to make sure Chris was back because he was on the original episode where we did Slumber Party Massacre. Yes. So yeah, it was only a right that awesome. we brought him back. Yeah, Slumber Party Massacre 2 is what we're doing today. Yes. And that was about, uh, yeah, about, I think it was four years, three years, three years maybe? Well, oh, we were dude. doing, we did that in the old studio. Yeah. So that hadn't been at least year two of the show. So it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. I yeah, don't know you guys. this uh, this is definitely this one went in a di- totally different direction yeah, than the first little, movie. It took <laughs> a little left turn there. Yeah, Let's see how this path takes. Um, us. I almost kind of wish Sarah was here because she's the musical person. They've always been on like when we do like musical stuff. <laughs> I, I would love to get her intake on this or per, you know her or uh, yeah. Her, well, this her one really on. seems to kind of have that. MTV mm-hmm. music video quality to it, like it's very, sort it's like of, yeah. it's like an MTV horror movie, right? Yeah, in a way, um, very, very eighties. Yeah. Like. Oh God, damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> well, uh, like the first one was from what eighty four or something like that. Early, yeah, yeah. yeah early eighties. This one was like, well, speaking of which, this was released in October sixteenth of nineteen eighty seven. Right. So it was at least three years. After the so first right two to three years after the right, right in the, that eighties, right soaked all the eighties yeah. up. Yeah, 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 it's like I got full eighties now, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was written and directed by Deborah Brock, which is actually continuing on the tradition that these movies were because the first one was directed by a woman as well, Correct. different girl this time, but still continuing that that trend. Um, the taglines for this movie were chills, thrills, and guitar drills, <laughs> uh, a new kind of Rocky horror, and the party begin. The party begins when the lights go out. 
hmm. um, were the taglines. Um, now, I will say there were guitar drills, but I think this was very low on the chills and thrills part of it. I agree. I don't know, man. That music is fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, uh, as far as I know, you can uh, all I know you can find it on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, uh, it's on Amazon. I'm not sure if it's anywhere else, but I know it's that on Amazon. was a bonus that it was yeah, free. That I was... did not have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a bonus. I think it? my I think my dumbass paid for it. You be- did what? Just because like I know it says it's free on Prime right now, but I, it, so it gave me the option to buy it. So. I bought it because just because I knew I wanted to do this movie, mm-hmm. but we had issues in the past. Where, okay, we're gonna do this movie, we're gonna do this movie, yeah. but we had to put it mm-hmm. off. And by the time we get to it, it's no longer on Prime. Oh. So if I, get, if I buy it, then it can't disappear. It's always in my video library. Man, you always find a way to spend money on this movie. <laughs> you always find a way to fuck yourself. <laughs> I do. I always do. I always do. I was just listening to one from last week. What did you guys do last week? Last week was Bloodhook. No, wait. Yes, no, it was the week before that. It was the week before that we did. You said you bought two copies of it. Oh, like, that was like, no no thrills on the DVD or anything. That was uh, two no commentary. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, the last slumber party. Ah. Yes, and then yeah, last week was Bloodhook. Um, anyway, so uh, the cast is actually for this. We haven't talked about a cast in a while on a movie we've done, but uh, this one actually has some decent people and with some pretty extensive uh, experience and 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 credits her name. Our lead girl. Courtney is played by Crystal Bernard. She's got 32 credits, including 16 episodes of Happy Days, where she's played K.C. Cunningham. She was also on The Love Boat, 93 episodes of a show called It's a Living, and she had a seven-year run on Wings, where she played Helen Chapel. Love Wings. Love Wings. All right, Quagmire. Yeah. Dude, it's true, though. I remember watching Wings when I was a kid and in high school. I I liked Wings. Yeah, it was a good show. I actually never watched it. I, I know vaguely what it was about, but I never watched it. It, it was just part of that must see TV craze. Like when friend, like it got kind of lost in the shuffle between like Frasier friends and mm-hmm. Seinfeld, but it was still holding strong, baby. Right. Uh, wasn't ever my, uh, my show, but whatever. Uh, then we have Mrs. Bates played by Jennifer Rhodes. She has 95 credits, including the movie Heather's the cult. Yes. That's- yeah. I'd recognize mm-hmm. her from that. Uh, she was on the TV chart, TV show. Charmed with Alyssa Milano, Rose McGowan, Shan Doherty, where she played Graham's the grandmother. Alyssa Milano, you love your life. I do, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grey's Anatomy, Third Rock from His Son, and she was in the horror movie Night of the Demons 2 as well. Huh. Uh, Sheila is played by Julia Cummings. She's got 11 creds. Now, she was in horror movies. Uh, she was in Psycho 3, uh, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. <laughs> Citizens on Patrol. Now, that <laughs> is a classic movie. Yeah. If we ever did a spinoff show, just horrible comedies that one might be one we do talk about an awesome theme song citizens on yeah it was like a rap yeah (laughs) sorry Sorry. uh deadly dreams and friday the 13th a new beginning um so that brings us to sally who's played by heidi kozak hadded 16 credits including 10 episodes of dr quinn medicine woman mama's family silver spoons jake and the fat man and she was also in two classic horror movies. She was in the weird-ass, balls, fucking weird movie Society. Um, and then she was also in a Friday, she was in Friday 13th Part 7, The New Blood, which was always Aaron and I's favorite. That as was one of my favorites, mm-hmm. yeah. So she was in Society. Mm-hmm. We, need to, we need to do that movie. That's a fucked up weird we movie. We need to do that one. <laughs> um, then Valerie, played by Cindy Ellabacher, plays 60 credits, including Donner's Pass, The Waltons TV show, Planet of the Apes, a, the TV series. Young and the Restless, and she, this was her very last acting job ever. Huh, this movie, really? Mm-hmm. Which character did she play? She Valerie. plays Valerie. She's in it very briefly, 
But yeah. And then lastly, we have TJ played by Joe Hoffman. He's only got nine credits, but he's in a sci-fi movie, Now This Earth. But he's in two other horror movies, Pumpkinhead, the cult classic. And he apparently was in Killer Workout, which we've done on the show. Nice. He was like, I guess like one of the just gym rat guys, or he was a gym huh. goer or something in that movie. So I just thought that was funny. Right. All right. So with that said, let's, uh, let's dive into uh, Summer Party Massacre 2. We're going to drill through this baby. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, we open with this nice, peaceful scene of a girl sleeping in her bed with peaceful, like, relaxing piano music mm-hmm. playing as the credits roll. It's all s- serene and very nice. Her hair's, like, perfectly laid out on the pillow. Oh, perfectly. Oh, yeah. per- like, kind of permed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, she's dreaming about some shirtless guy running through, running in slow motion, <laughs> catching a football. <laughs> And like I know she's a girl and all, but this looks like some straight of like a gay porn movie. Right. It's so gay. She's got feathered hair. Yeah. Um, the she dream kind of smiling in her yeah. sleep. <laughs> yeah, she starts to smile. The dream thing takes a very dark turn as rapid fire death scenes are flashed across the screen. Mm-hmm. Some are from the first Slumber Party Massacre movie, and that. some are from this one. Along some random shots of like dead pigeons and a girl locked up in an insane asylum. People and, running through halls. And then yeah. scenes that turn out to be later in this movie, right. too. So now she's all. It's really a fucking weird so message. Pretty she's, much, she's, you could just take that quick montage, you can turn it off, and you can go away. I mean, you really, really can't. Can. It basically the shows movie. the whole movie. Like, <laughs> like, it's weird. Like, I get, okay, flashback scenes from the first movie. Get right. that. But now she's having like flash forward. Now she's flash forward. So now she's like psychic or an oracle or something. Like, wow, what do you know? Whatever. It's really fucking weird. Um, she wakes up screaming. The title of the movie like comes out of her mouth. That that eighties kind of like it. Love that. that <laughs> love that effect. Uh, now we cut to this girl. This girl turns out to be Courtney, our main girl. She's the younger sister from the first movie. Um, Who's now grown up and she's like a high school senior or something like that now. So it's a direct correlation from the first Slimmer Party Massacre. Now, yeah. is this the character in the first Slimmer Party Massacre who got caught reading a Playgirl magazine yes. with Sylvester Stallone on the cover? Yes. Ah! It's the younger sister. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's talking to her mother about her dreams. And the mother mentions that Valerie, Corey's older sister, the surviving girl from the first movie... Never got over her trauma of that night and has basically been locked up in an insane asylum ever since. She's mm-hmm. been in the loony bin. She's yes. not talking. She's she's just she's locked done. away. You yeah. can tell mom's like all jack all fucked up over it. Frazzled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and mom wants Courtney to start talking to a shrink or a doctor or something about her dreams and to help her try to get over this. But Courtney's like, No, I'm fine. I don't need no, I'm not doing that. So she leaves for school wearing some more wonderful 80s pleated jeans. There is there is a scene before she leaves for school that she goes upstairs and she looks at like a cutout, yeah. like a newspaper cutout. Yeah. But the reason I mentioned that is because when she's lifting up her sofa, I'm like, ooh, get out of Playgirl! Ooh, get out of Playgirl! <laughs> I was like, is she still a perv? Oh, no, she's just reliving her tragic uh, yeah. memory. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she leaves for school. Yeah, she yeah. keeps that photo on, like under her bed, like it would be a like playground. a porn. Like, yeah, which is yeah. weird. Like, why would you keep like that under the, like, hiding on your bed? Like, it's dirty. Secret. Maybe that's what gets her rocks off now. Maybe yeah. that's, that's weird. <laughs> um, so, like I said, she has more of these pleated jeans, which are amazing. Um, and then on the sidewalk, she comes across the dead pigeon that she had in her dream. She saw in her flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which looks it's weird because it's not just dead but it looks like it's been shot with like the tiniest little bullet right in the heart. Or like yeah. a BB which, gun or which something. Which is really yeah. weird. Like, it's like just. Anyway, uh, she gets picked up by her friend, Amy. It turns out the friend named Amy. It took me a while to figure that out. But Amy picks her up off the go. In the sweet Ford tempo. Yes. Um, I recognize that song. Or that now, song. Uh, 
in the car, they, they, they're within there talking and then the song comes on the radio and Curry's like, Oh, I love this song. Turn it up. And they have this, it's an absolutely terrible fucking song. And they have a sing along to this. Um, like I said in the opening, this movie is almost more musical uh-huh. than horror movie. So I have recorded like almost all the musical clips from this movie <laughs> and kind of like Killer Workout. We're going to play them. Sweet. And so you're going to hear the first of the many, many musical numbers in this movie. Uh, so here we go. <laughs> So that's the first little sing along. Yeah, I like that. Aaron song. Aaron loves that song. He's the whole time listening. He's over here grooving and dancing in his chair. He's... I was curious how we were gonna fill up time in this uh, podcast. <laughs> yeah, now, now it's gonna be a lot of music. A lot of music. This movie is only an hour and fifteen minutes long. It is. It's yeah. like surprisingly it's like short. The same. The first one was that way too. Yeah, the yeah. first one was short too. But uh, the first one was like bow, 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 bow. You're like holding on the edge of your seat the whole time. This one, uh-huh. you're like another music scene. Uh-huh. Okay. Tokyo convertible. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of what we're in for, and it just gets worse from here on out. Uh, anyway, so the boy from Courtney's Dream then drives up in his car while they're at a stoplight or something. We learn his name's Matt, and they invite him to come watch their girl band practice today after school in the garage. So that's what we're doing. We just cut straight to later that day. The band's in the garage practicing, and we watch as the girls perform an entire musical number, which sucks. Mm-hmm. It's fucking awful. Um at this point, I was like, I want to know who the fuck does the, ori- the original music for this. But funny thing is, it's not a complete original music because two of the songs in this movie were actually recorded by a band called Wednesday Week. Yeah. And uh, so now Tokyo Convertible may have been one of the original songs that this guy composed, Richard Cox. But the other two are by this actual band. So well, it's I, Dick I, Cox? I looked yeah, it up Cox. and I see three different like num- like performers. I see Firstborn... Street Preacher. Uh, okay, well, no, I guess it's Street Preacher. That's the other one. It's street, firstborn or Street Preacher. Pardon me, too. So there's two of them here that are listed. But uh, great song, man. So, like I said, I know we, we just played an audio clip, but we're going to play a lot of them. So here's we're going to play the next one. This is the one of the girls performing in the garage, practicing a song called If Only for Matt, who has rolled up. Got out of his car. He sits on the hood of his car, watches them as they an audi- audience of one, an audience of one, as they have like choreographed, choreographed moves. Moves. intimate show. Yeah, yeah it's a very intimate yeah. show. <laughs> uh, so here's if only.
All right, so that was if only. Like yeah. I said, they play like the entire song. And you I, had to hear it. And you had to hear it because we had to sit through it too, so so are you. So I, I kind of loved this scene. I don't know why. <laughs> I love this scene too. And this the, one of the reasons I liked it was, think about back to Slumber Party Massacre 1, mm-hmm. okay? okay. Uh, when the girls were on the basketball team and they're warming up and they're playing and there's the two boys that are like, go Cindy, go Julia! Yeah. And they're pl- clapping for them. The gender reversal. Yes! And I feel like it's the same thing here in a way. Uh, you know, it's an all-girl band. The guy pulls up. He's like, yeah, all right, cheer. And he's, he's their groupie. <laughs> Where in so many of these 80s movies, it's always the guys in a band and always have girl groupies. Yeah. But they kind of did, again, like we talked about the first movie, Slumber Party Massacre, it's like gender role reversal. Right. Yeah. Over, yeah, absolutely. Did any of you guys get that at all? Um, yeah. I, not really. I didn't. I mean, I see it now mm. you say it, but I mean, I didn't pick on pick up on it as much in this one because it wasn't that big of a gender reversal. Because in the I mean, we had girl bands or something like Bangles, Heart, Go Go's, Go Go's. They were mm-hmm. a thing. It wasn't like they. It was a stretch like anything new. Sure. Where like in the other one, where okay, they had. Focus on the, the uh, girls basketball or volleyball team, whatever it was. Yeah, and then we saw like the girl electrician, girl electrician, or girl handyman, handyman. And all these yeah. ma- predominantly male worlds. And they're talking about sports and like who won the game last yeah. night. And, Whereas yeah. in this one, it's just not that as it, much. Yeah, mm-hmm. so but I, I felt like I got a taste of it though. A little bit. I felt like I was like, oh okay, you know. Okay. I just thought it'd be cool if they actually played. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, after watching that, yes, they weren't playing their instruments. However, I don't think they did a bad <laughs> no, job. I actually had a comment on this later. I think when we went, went one of the later musical mm-hmm. numbers, mm-hmm. but the girls do a surprisingly good job looking like they. Because the yeah. very first time I watched the movie, I literally thought they were singing. Like, oh, because we hear Corey sing the car, and she's not. She doesn't have a bad singing voice. Right. I mean, in the car, I'm like, oh, okay, she can sing. And then they get them like, oh, they're actually singing, and it looks pretty realistic. I say they did a good job when it came to the lip syncing and mimicking of playing this. I music. agree. I, I was actually pretty impressed. Uh, yeah, it wasn't why I actually looked it up. In fact, oh, this is by an actual band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's not perfect, but no, it's but pretty it's, damn pretty, good. it's pretty yeah. good. We've seen it fucking a lot worse. Yeah, big time. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, they take a break from playing. Courtney and Matt go off to talk. He places a hand on her shoulder. I kind of looks a little awkward. Uh, and tells her, like, hey, I like your music. And then he's like, hey, you want to go do something this weekend? And Courtney then turns and invites him to join her and her band at Sheila's dad's new condo where they're all going this weekend to have a slumber party and just whatever. No parents. Who's a bad girl? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he accepts her invitation. They kiss. And then he leaves. So she's got her man toy now, her feathered dream Slow motion runner, <laughs> feathered mm-hmm. dream. Slow motion runner. <laughs> um, I did like that eightiesness of asking for a slice. Yes, the one girl asks oh, for yeah. a slice. Yeah, so like, like who wants a drink? She goes, "I'll take a slice." And then Sheila, who's kind of like the richer, yeah. I won't say she's snobby, but she's definitely the she, upper class. She's yeah, like Perrier yeah. for me. But it's, she's also the slut. I mean, yeah, she's oh, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get to that later. <laughs> but yeah, it's it just seems strange to well, ask for a. Well, I, I felt like Pepsi definitely had some. Sort oh, there, of I, I get. <laughs> we're talking about that. I have made to know this, but this movie is one of the largest product placements I've ever seen in a movie in a long time. Yeah. Like almost every single scene, there's somebody drinking like a diet Pepsi yeah. or a slice or yeah. some other product name being dropped. Right. It's it's. Because it was so funny it's because they just right. stopped right on her and they go, does anybody want to drink? And they pan over to her and she goes, hey, you got a slice? Thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was so like, yeah. awkward. It it's, just, it's a so straight commercial. Unna- yeah, it was so unnatural. Um, 
Like, did they even make Slice anymore? I mean, no, Slice. I, I was actually looking this up because I was like, oh, the eighties Slice. Mist now? Yes. Yeah. Slice stopped producing, stopped being Slice in like two thousand, and they switched it to Sierra Mist. That's a shame. So it's yeah. still. It's still the same thing, really, and I love Sierra Mist. It's but one of my favorite. I, I just love like Slice. saying Slice and Doctor Slice. You guys remember mm, Doctor Slice? I do not remember Doctor Slice. It, are you kidding me? Well, it I was, wasn't yeah. big. Like I was never. I've, I've never been a big Doctor Pepper and Mister Pib fan. Like I've never liked mm. those. So like, yeah, I just. But it was the the blend of Slice and Doctor Pepper. Oh, hmm. I didn't realize it was a blend. I thought it was just like Slices Doctor Pepper, and they just called it Doctor Slice. I think yeah. you're probably right. But it was it was what? I think Marshall's probably right. That what? I said Dr. Slice was probably just Slice's version of Dr. Pepper. Correct. They just call it Dr. It's probably not a I blend. it was a blend. Why would it be a blend? Because it's weird and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pepsi doesn't own Dr. Pepper? No, they don't. So, I guess not. We're talking about soda now. Yeah. Yeah, we are talking a lot about soda. Welcome to the Horrible Soda Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Slice sucked. <laughs> so bad it's scary. <laughs> so bad it's gross. Yucks. Uh, so anyway, uh, we cut to Courtney at the dinner table with her mom. They're talking about the weekend and how she wants to go out with her friends. But you could feel the tension in that room, couldn't you? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Mm. Um, after dinner, Courtney starts crying about the fact that it turns out Sunday is her birthday, and she doesn't want to spend it at the mental in- asylum visiting her sister, which is what her mom wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And her mom's like, "Oh God, I'm so yeah, I kind of forgot that. I Sunday. forgot it's your birthday. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. Okay, so mom I'll of have the to- year. Whatever. Yeah, no shit. Uh, so go ahead. She's like, "All right, you can go." So the night comes. She had Courtney's in bed. She has more dreams about her slow motion shirtless mat holding a football, tossing it around. Um, like the first one, though, this too gets interrupted by scenes of death and other shit from later on in the movie. So it's basically just a rehash of what we already saw. Uh, the dream comes, then shifts to Valerie running down some empty hallways with like yeah, red light. The, the mental institution. It's supposed to be, but yeah, it just it doesn't really mm. look like it. Um, She's screaming out Courtney's name. Valerie tells Courtney not to go all the way. She's mm-hmm. like, basically, don't have sex, Courtney. <laughs> don't have like, don't go all the way. Jesus. Yeah. Right. Um, during this dream, we keep getting close-up shots. Blocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, like, have you seen his feathered hair? Yeah. <laughs> have you seen, seen him run slow motion? <laughs> I mean, come and on. Have you seen his room? Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> that just looked like it smelled like Miami Vice in there. <laughs> Jesus. Just when did we see Matt? When they were on the phone, they were cutting back and oh, forth. Them on the phone. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. It just looked. It looked awesome. I love the pose. By the way, speaking of that phone, the way he's sitting on his bed, uh-huh. it's like somehow like a bad underwear ad or something. Like he's got he's sitting on his bed, but he's got like his leg up and his arms on his leg. Yeah, like it's, it's the so weirdest, awkward. most unnatural pose. And we're talking on the, phone. on the phone. She's just like ready to throw it at him. She's like, oh yeah, she can't wait to see you. Oh my god, she's being like, whoa, you guys just kind of. Hooked up, yeah. if you will, a few hours. Yeah, ago. you got no kissed. shit. And then she's like, no. Yeah. Now you're already ready to like. All right, Virginia, fuck yeah. me, silly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, can you hang on? I gotta change my sheets again because they're wet. <laughs> <laughs> um, where were you? So yeah, uh, at this point, we all start seeing um, close-up shots of a man decked out, head to toe in all black leather with metal tip boots. He also plays the guitar, um, but we never see his face, and we don't really see the full outline of the guy at this point. Uh, we do see Valerie hiding under her bed from this guy in her cell while the man in black starts dancing and spinning next to her bed. <laughs> and and it, all right, at this point, if you haven't caught on already, but once this scene happens, it's like, huh? holy fuck, what are we going? Where, where are we going? Where here? are we going? What is happening to this movie? Yeah. It's what going, and why? 
Exactly. That's a big why is a yeah. big question. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great why. So confused why. Um, so Valerie thinks the man is gone. So she gets up from under the bed. She turns around, screams, and we cut to a close-up of the man's face. He says, rock and roll never dies as smoke like swirls behind mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Followed by some flashing shots of a drill going through someone's chest. Yeah, the fog machine was on overload. Yeah, what was the fog machine or ice dry ice budget on this? Oh. Had to be out the roof. Yeah. You can beat me to all these notes later, but I yeah, I, I'll bring it up later. But yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, at this point, I was really confused and kind of pissed off about like I always said where this movie's going because like what the fuck's happening? Mm-hmm. But then I was like, rock and roll never dies. I'm like, I didn't think that was an issue. Like no one said rock and roll was dead. <laughs> um, but it's, it's sound, but the way it's delivered and the way it sound it makes it sound in this scene is that like. It sounds like a line the killer would say after coming back after being thought dead. Like, he was a killer in the first movie. Right, right. And, they, and he comes back and like, ah, rock and roll never dies. Like, something like Freddy Krueger, like a rocker right. Freddy would say. Like, if, it, if Freddy Krueger was a rocker. Was a rockabilly yeah. leather guy. Yeah. And, he, and they kill him in the first one. This is his first line in the second one. Like, Freddy's back. And he says something like, rock and roll never dies, bitch. I mean, yeah. that's what he would say. <laughs> um, like, that would make sense. But right. this guy is not from the first movie. He just appears as like, it just kind of weird things like just say rock and roll or, or something else, but mm-hmm. rock and roll never dies. Sounds like he was been dead and he's come back or something. Well, I get the feeling that most of the things that he says throughout this movie are either song titles or song lyrics. But hmm. we can move on. You might, <laughs> you might be onto something. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, you might be onto something. There. I didn't write them all down. Sorry, guys. That's okay. your. That's what we rely on you for, Chris. That's yeah. like the one thing you're always relying you're on. You're like the music guy. You're I kind know. of not even the music guy, but he's always the one who writes on like quotes and lines and stuff. Like that's that's what you do. I know. All right. Uh, I, I apologized. Um. Anyway, but like I said, the first movie we talked about, it's done very seriously, and we all liked it. Uh, but like I said, for now, for some reason, they decided to go full fucking Wacky. stupid bonkers Wackadoodle. in this one. Like we have a singing and dancing leather-clad Andrew Dice Clay wannabe killer. Um, That's very good. Yeah, and it's and and also in case you're wondering, the girl who plays Valerie is not the same girl who played Valerie in the first movie. Completely different girl too. Uh, so we cut back to Courtney getting picked up by her friends, and they leave for the weekend. Cue the rockabilly music as they drive seemingly cross country uh, to wherever the hell they're going. Uh, we get a co- close-up shot of Courtney looking out the window, looking sleepy. And I don't know if you guys pick up, but you can clearly see like the green screen behind her through the windows. It's like just pl- there's no scenery or anything. It's just huh. green screen. <laughs> I didn't notice. I didn't pay attention. Oh man, I can't believe you. Did. Um, so she falls asleep. She has more weird dreams. We're not going to talk about because right. it's, it's the, the same same, stuff. same shit. So it's kind of like in Nightmare on Elm Street. We never really know when she's asleep or when she's awake. Yeah, we definitely get that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Oh, for sure later. Yeah. 100%. Uh, the girls arrive and she's his dad's new condo slash house, which is like this brand new just subdivision. That it's so new, it's still currently under development. It's yeah. very sparsely populated, mm-hmm. and like I said, several homes are still under construction. Uh, in one of the bedrooms, they find a sex doll. Sheila mentions that her brother must have been here already, who we never actually meet the brother. No, so it's was weird. Like, yeah, they keep talking about him. Oh, he's such a pervert, dude. Yeah, Kyle, you could think or he's gonna pop up, is, or he's yeah. been she also but he says never... it runs in the family. So she's like pretty much admitting that she's like a freak. Well, too. she is the promiscuous. <laughs> I wouldn't say she's a slut, but she's definitely the, the most promiscuous. Like. She's the one who's banging the most in this movie. Oh, she's a slut. But she's only banging one dude, so oh, I don't know if they're saying it's a slut. She's a dirty girl. <laughs> the way um, I like him. So we're jumping to the girl sitting around on the floor that night, picking out on junk food. 
Uh, Stalia's talking about how their band's going to be huge and their, their, that her song that she's writing is going to be a top hit and all this. Mm-hmm. Sheila breaks out the camp champagne. And they're also watching a movie called Rock and Roll High School on the TV. Runs. To which Sheila says, I love that song. Turn it up. And all the girls get up and start dancing to Holy more terrible shit. music. And no. this, this scene. <laughs> <laughs> when they're dancing. It's like perfectly choreographed. Yeah. It's like a montage. It is. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're dancing. There's. <laughs> this is where I get that MTV music. And I'm pretty sure the chick that plays Courtney is totally doing the Elaine from Seinfeld. <laughs> Do you know is what that I'm awkward about? dance? I like, didn't. No, I didn't. Jerking Jerk kicks. Her head and weird things. But this is where I get that MTV feel. Uh-huh. Because it is, like right. you said, choreographed. And they cut to someone like playing air guitar. <laughs> yeah. And they cut to someone else like go-going on the bed or and something. They cut to Sheila. Well, it's literally like, humping a lamp. Yeah, I mean, she's like yeah. grinding on a lamp. Right, like, she's, she's licking her lips. Yeah, what she's not heck? a slut, Marshall, <laughs> come on. There's, there's even like a, there's, there's actual shots where like each girl gets like a solo close-up. Like yeah. Yeah. each girl stand on the couch and the camera's just on her and they're dancing looking straight into the camera first. Right. She's like, they cut to another girl doing the same thing. And like it's it is it's like a fucking music yeah, video it's like a music video, but it's so funny too. One thing I noticed is like all three of the girls are like dressed as like all their eighty stuff, but then our main girl, what's her name again? Courtney. Courtney. Courtney looks like she should be fucking wrestling with velociraptors. She's got like khaki shorts on, <laughs> boots, a tucked in shirt. She looks like she belongs in like the tour guide of Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> she does have suspenders on with her pleated yeah. jeans. I do remember that. Um, it was. It just. It just looked. But out of the place. other thing about this dancing is like it, to me. This is like to me. It was a very one. Another one of these like Kristen Glover Friday Thirteenth moments because like they're dancing, but the music we're hearing and the it dance they're doing beat. doesn't yeah. match yeah. at all. <laughs> like they're they have to dance into a different different music yeah. than what we're hearing. Um, so now the bo- two boys, D- TJ and Jeff, show up. They watch the girls dance around through the windows. Mm-hmm. And here I'm going to say now. Uh, God damn, do I hate TJ. I fucking hate this guy so much. Can't oh, stand what, TJ. Dude? Oh, oh, no, dude. Come on, dude. Uh, dirt I, stash forever, dirt, bro. Oh, his dirt stash is <laughs> choice. I hate TJ so much. Um, now, each girl get like, okay, I already talked about the solo dancing. Uh, Sheila then decides, what the fuck? She goes Hulk Hogan, like rips her shirt off, and she starts dancing around. Well, that's spraying only after she, yeah, she starts spraying the entire she's, house she's with champagne. She's spraying the girls down with the champagne, like at a strip club or something like yeah. that. Like and or again, like an eighties view, like pour some sugar on me. I'm just like right, right. Um, or Aaron's bachelor party van. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I had to pay for the cleanup on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she essentially spraying everybody with champagne. She gets wet, so. Fuck it. Now off comes the bra. So she's yeah. dancing around topless. Uh, I think one of the other girls is in their bra. The others are just dancing around. It's uh, it's quite the yeah, scene. The feather pillow. Courtney yeah, starts making it rain with just yeah, pillows. From what a bitch. She's ripping, yeah, ripping she's open pillows. pillows. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, she's damaging her Sheila's dad's property. She just fucking ransacking the house. It's a big mess. I don't know if you guys ever had a feather yeah. pillow rip open. It's a pain in the ass yeah. to clean that shit up. Especially with sticky champagne everywhere now. Right. Oh, it's that pretty- shit's going to be there all weekend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then, so, afterwards, at yeah, one point near so the old. end of the scene... I know. She, we are so old. <laughs> like, that is going to be such a pain in the ass to clean up. That is going to stain the carpet. What a dare you. Inconsiderate little hussy. <laughs> um, and then near the end, I, I think it's uh, Sheila and I think maybe uh, Sally or one of the other girls are sitting there. And Sheila just gets... It's just a weird shit. She starts, like, squeezing her tits together and, like, honking them. 
at her in her friend's direction. Yeah, you it's like, like a chicken or something. She's yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. she had feathers on her, so she starts like clucking her clits together. It's really fucking strange. It was. Must be some good champagne. I guess. No shit. <laughs> Laced with something, because goddamn. Bunch um, of lightweights. <laughs> <laughs> um, the boys enter, give the girls a scare, and we cut to Courtney and Sally trying to sleep while Sheila and TJ bang in the next room. You never see it, but you just hear it. You hear a lot of it, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, more Courtney dream shit we're skipping over. Um, oh, not really. Okay, not. This time, in her bed, she's in bed with shirtless Matt, uh, who... They make out while music that sounds like it's from Final Fantasy VII is playing in the background. Um, then suddenly Matt turns into the Andrew Dice Clay killer. Courtney finds Valerie's dead body laying on, next to the bed. She runs out, but she keeps getting grabbed by the Dice Man, who keeps <laughs> trying to like make out with Courtney. He keeps mm-hmm. trying to... Like, like I don't know. Yeah, it's, he's like holding against the wall. He's like, "Come on, baby, light my fire!" Yeah. Like trying to like liquor and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Courtney then wakes up the next morning on the kitchen Sounds floor weird. crying. Uh, so that's that. That's another dream. Uh, we cut to Courtney and Amy out by the pool. Courtney tells Amy about the horrible dream she's been having about the awful events that happened to her when she was uh, when she was uh, uh, twelve years old. Uh, the problem is there's two things wrong with this though. First is that Courtney was 15 in the original movie, not 12. <sighs> nice. So they messed up that fact. I was hoping he would find that. And the second, about 98% of the uh, shit she's dreamed about didn't even happen in the first movie. So. No. It's like, how so are you're you. saying. So in the first movie, she was supposed to be 15 and now she's 17. So that shit only happened two years earlier. Yeah, she's 17 or 18 this movie at least. Yeah, you know, she's still in high school. Obviously. It's her 17th birthday. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, 17th yeah. birthday, yeah. not 18th. Okay, so. Yeah, so technically yeah. it happened two years ago. She had quite the growth spurt. <laughs> if you yeah, remember. Right. Shit. Um, but like, but yeah, especially like she keeps saying all these dreams about you know this trauma in my past. But everything we're seeing isn't really from her past. It's like the future. It's like this right. weird shit. Yeah, that's so, I didn't mind that too much. So, um, but anyway, so there's a lot of weird facts that get wrong about the first movie in the sequel. Uh, TJ, Jeff, Sheila, they all join the scene. They're T- all drinking tomato juice. Ugh. Is it tomato juice that or just is? like fruit juice, like fruit know, punch, like whole, like. Hawaiian punch or something because it's just like a red. It's it, so red. It well, could I be Kool Aid. I noticed that Kool-Aid. earlier in the movie too when uh, uh, Courtney's mom was making her breakfast. Yes, or whatever. same thing. Big just ass big glass of tomato, tomato juice. juice. Like, now that one I get the but the <laughs> drink around the pool it looked more like it was like hot, you know, like Hawaiian punch or something. Some vodka in it or something. It may be. Hey, hey. Uh, so the rest of the crew join up. TJ throws Courtney in the pool, which this seems to cause Courtney to pass out. Uh, right. In the pool, she gets, hits the water. She's just out cold. Uh, does anybody else realize that Courtney's got a hell of a booty on her? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I mean, she's sitting. She's wearing all these fucking dumpy ass pants and shit. And then she's in her bikini. And I'm like, damn. Well, the Amy chick, man, she had that bikini on. I was like, wow. I know Amy. Nice uh, yeah. Well, fun thing about Amy. Yes. Um, I w- was gonna cover an odd answer later, but Amy was actually played. I forget her name. I'll get to it later. But was played by a. Uh, she was a playmate. She yes. Okay, you, yeah, Playboy Playmate. She got uh, some jugs. I'll tell yeah, you that. Yeah. I believe she was Miss January 1982. Look at the big braid on Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. Um, so, I like your research here. You're like, yeah, them right. some nice titties. I of them titties have been anywhere else. <laughs> I, didn't t- I didn't take notes, but I did look that up. <laughs> <laughs> so Courtney passes out as soon as she hits the water, and she has more dreams of Dice Clay, the guitar driller killer, <laughs> rocking out while all these, like, white particles or dust or something like fly around him it's a really strange visual um jeff has to jump in and save courtney from drowning we cut to courtney on the couch later that day sally sits down next to her and they talk about how 
She's wanting to go home because her face is turning to one big pimple, which is funny because she's got like perfect complexion, flawless skin. Yeah, they just have like little spots on her. Um, Everyone else is hanging out around the pool. Courtney rejoins them, but instantly has a vision of a bloody hand in her sandwich, along with Dice Clay laughing and singing while more smoke billows behind him. Um, so much smoke. Yeah, so like much a, smoke. Yeah, there was like a reference to the hand, but I don't remember what it was now. Sorry, go ahead. Move on. Uh, we jump the girls having another band jam session slash practice while TJ and Jeff. It's okay, Courtney. You're hallucinating horribly and you almost drowned. Jam session will make you feel better. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, gang, let's go. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> That's kind of how it was. I it know. really is. It really it is. Yeah. Like the editing was really weird. But, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's like. They, they're talking to her, but it's like, oh, man, she's really messed up. Let's party and play music! Really? You know, it's like, it's, it seemed out of place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, 80s. That party and music will cure everything. <laughs> Rock and roll will never die! They <laughs> cure all mental trauma and disease in the 80s. Mental problems. <laughs> uh, so TJ and Jeff, they're hanging out on the beanbag chairs, cheering them on. Um, now, here, here's another article. This is, this is why... The guys are super into this song. Oh, like, overly into it. Like, too much into this song, especially right. TJ. Uh, but here, here's a here's their song. Why? Alright, so that's why I uh, love TJ's <laughs> dance. He just can't contain himself. Oh, he God, gets up TJ's and he dance. just starts like he's dancing on his tiptoes. It's like he's having a seizure on his feet or he, something. He it's... can't keep his balance and he falls back on his knees and starts playing air guitar in front of him. I'm like, this guy cannot contain himself. He cannot. It's fucking insane. It's also during this jams. during this entire entire musical number again, we we do get some um montages of like various characters acting all silly and playing around mm-hmm. you know Amy and, and Jeff are watching a car and spraying each other hoses yes right. Courtney's lying on the couch fawning over a shirtless picture of Matt this guy is yes, always is. fucking yes. shirtless right like I, yeah. it's, he's not like he's that hunky or that great he's no just, he just looks like he looks like a 
dude. He's just, just a dude. He honestly looks kind of like he. I don't. Oh, never mind. I'm gonna say he kind of looks gay. Too. She's like, she's like <laughs> kissing the picture. Eighty hair, but yeah, like he's just like. Every time you see him, he's shirtless in slow motion, and this picture he's shirtless with like a towel around his neck. It's very, that's very homoerotic. Yes, stuff. that's the thing. He looks like a gay dude's dream. Yes, you know that's dude's the thing. Dream. Yes, like like this guy should be in kissing darkness. Somewhere. Right. Oh wow. <laughs> like the sports stuff, catching a football, flipping back his hair, got the towel around the neck. Yeah. You want to rub me down later, Jim? Talks <laughs> on his phone. Like I mean, in the way, like seriously, I can go back yeah. to the way he's talking on the phone. Like that's straight up like homoerotic. Yeah, posing right there. It's Seems like a gay guy would be like, yeah, yeah. this is this is my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what the tar- target audience was for Matt. Let's bring the gay guys in subconsciously. With sure, this guy. yeah, there you go. <laughs> gay guys like horror movies too. Sure. Um. So, um, and this is where I learned that uh, thanks to the subtitles, I wouldn't know, but subtitles that the songs "If Only Why" were done by Wednesday Week. Um. Uh. Not. But, but uh, if you liked what you heard, you can actually go get both those songs off of iTunes right now for ninety nine cents. No shit. <laughs> yes, it's, they're both on iTunes. I know where Aaron's going right after this. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Now, Tokyo Convertible <laughs> is not. I don't think on there, but Ooh. these two are. <laughs> but why? And if only you can get off iTunes. If only I think was the better song. <laughs> um. So we we're cutting to Courtney in the kitchen. She opens the fridge door and gets attacked by a dead chicken. Uh-huh. Uh, which then begins to ooze blood from its neck stump. Neck stump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she runs away. It wasn't and... even like blood. It was like real dark. Brown. I thought it was blood. It's like that? chocolate syrup. It did look like that. It, or like it was supposed to be blood, but it is. Yeah, 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 but it's probably made too dark. Too dark. Yeah, um, she runs away and comes back with Amy and Jeff. But when she comes back, all they see is just a regular, ready to cook chicken on the floor. Nothing special about it. Um, again, this was like Amy's drinking more Diet Pepsi in this scene. This is where I had the product placement. Yeah. Um, everyone's drinking something. Um, next we see Courtney relaxing in a bubble bath and she hears Dice Clay laughing and we see blood dripping out of the tub's faucet. Uh, this turns into blood pouring out of the faucet and bubbling up from the bottom of the tub as well. She screams, her arms are covered in blood. Dice Clay shreds on his guitar <laughs> in, his smoke, in his smoke-filled domain, dimension, wherever the hell he's at, while blood overflows the tub. Courtney flees the bathroom, closes the door, but blood floods out through the crack in the bottom of the door. It's a lot. It's a lot. It it's, looks pretty cool. It does. I will say that when it comes out from underneath the door, it looks really good. It covers good. her feet, and she's yeah. like, ah! That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. But and, that's probably one of the best. The blood coming out of the tub was, like, way too bright red. Yeah. Well, but the blood coming out through the door was this really but it looked good. Dark. Looked it looked good. really yeah. good. But man, something about the the dice guy. You know, he f- feels like it's he looks like Andrew Dice Clay, but he's channeling Little Richard. You know, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what because he's just like yeah. too. It's like I just want him to say tutti frutti <laughs> and just like jump around some more. But he's he's just so wacky. Yeah. And we talked about his outfit. He's just leather pants, leather coat, but he's With got fringe. Fringe. Yes. So fringe. much fringe. <laughs> his, I think he's got fringe going down the pant leg. Yes. He's got fringe yep. on the. On his ar- sleeves of his jacket with a super popped collar. Mm-hmm. And the the, the, greaser, doo-wop, the doo-wop greaser hair. Haircut. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Again, the, why? I, I get to like, I don't understand. Like, he looks more like he would belong in Prom Night 2, Hello, Mary yes. Lou. In the 50s. Like, yes. if they want to do a musical, why not just do like an 80s hair band? Because that was the thing at the time. Why are they I doing don't. like this weird greaser 50s guy? I don't understand why this dude is stalking Courtney. Like, yeah, that's another thing you, you know never understand. I mean? like, why yeah. is he after Courtney? Like, Your music career is over. Ah! Um, so, uh, anyway, she, she, she runs to get help from Sally, who's working on writing their hit song. But again, when they get back to the bathroom, there's no blood, just a tub overflowing with water. 
Courtney starts to have a breakdown, but Sally says it's okay. She's going through some shit too. Yeah, Sally. Sally's like, it's like breakdown number one too. Yeah, or three. Yeah, it's like everyone's realized Courtney's pretty fucked up. Like she's gotten some major issues, and Sally's like, "Hey, I got issues too. Look at this zit." Exactly. She goes into (laughs) this whole. She straight up asks her. She's like, "I love you, but are you on drugs?" Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You know, like. If you're, and you're not sharing? What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, it seems like you're tripping hard. Right. Maybe you just need a guide. <laughs> uh, so where was I? So, and, okay, yeah, Sally's talking about her zit. Courtney kind of looks up at Courtney, or looks up at Sally, and we see that Sally now has a giant, grotesque zit on her face, like just ridiculously large. It's like pulling away from her skin. Yeah. It looks like something like a sci-fi movie like, or something. Um, I think the, the zit, makeup was terrible, though. The zit continues to grow, and not only does it grow, it completely mutates Sally's face into like some kind of like radioactive hit, like mutant creature from a, yeah. It's it, like a Cronenberg. Yeah, kind of, a Cron- yeah. Thank you. Um, but like, it mutates not, the face, t- the jaws contorted, teeth are out. It looks yeah. like her face is like pulling off to the side. Yeah. It, it's. It's not that bad. It's pretty. It's pretty yeah, cool. It pretty it's good, pretty yeah. good looking. Yeah, it's and, pretty crazy. And the center is this giant, giant pustuly <laughs> zit thing, yeah. and it's it's about the size of a pool ball, I guess. At least mm-hmm. the pool ball. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, the the, it, the makeup job is is so nearly beyond words, but it's just like, epically ridiculous and amazing. You just have to see really see it to appreciate it. And this is kind of where I was like you mentioned it earlier. I think you kind of get that Nightmare on Elm Street vibe. Right. Yes. You know because it's just. They've already laid the groundwork, you know, like you said earlier, Chris. Mm-hmm. And she's a little asleep. Is she awake? Or what's going on with their visions right. and all that stuff? They've laid it so much, and now it's like we're on full on stealing from Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. basically. Oh yeah. yeah. And this is like, didn't this just happen a couple weeks ago too? What? We we, uh, we was that? Yeah, it was very recent that we talked about. Yeah, like, it might uh, have been last slumber party again. Oh no, it was Mary Lou. Oh, Mary Lou yeah, was very, it was, yeah, it was, very, it was, very, very much, too. very Lou, much Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Wow. But again, I think that was just a trend of the age. People yeah. latched on to mm-hmm. something that was successful. Like, oh, let's figure out a way to but weave those, it into our movies. We did talk about how that director did talk to uh, Clive Barker. Or, Wes Craven. Or, pardon me. Not, yeah, my mistake. My mistake. Wes Craven did talk and had people who later worked or did some work on Nightmare on Elm Street stuff. So you can maybe you can see how it's at least influenced by the people that were working on this one. It's just straight biting. Yeah. <laughs> just going to straight steal um, that yeah. shit. Yeah. So anyway, the zit then explodes off her face, squirting like green pus all dude. over Courtney's face. It's She's getting a money shot of fucking pus. zit yeah. juice, dude. Blah. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Blah. No. <laughs> uh, I did like that while she's getting money shot in this goo, she goes, Blah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I can imagine the smell being so bad. Oh, I can see what that would be. Going, ah, ah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. To my mouth, Courtney runs away crying and right into the arms of Matt, who just suddenly pops up on he the stairs. Up. He's just there now. And she's like, she's telling him, Sally's dead. She's dead. And so. And he is super Mr. Sensitive. Like, he is taking control of her now. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I got you, baby. It's all good. It's okay. Matt's here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All three of the boys then go into the bathroom to check out, check it out. They find nothing. Uh, TJ starts getting pissed off that Courtney is ruining his weekend. Um, And I got the audio clip. This is the only like actual dialogue, uh, audio clip of dialogue that I got because for this one, but this is the guys in the bathroom talking about Courtney and their weekend. So uh, here we go. 
What's going on here? Is this a joke? TJ, you didn't give her any of your drugs, did you? I think your sweetheart's been taking too many diet pills. Hey, she's ruining my weekend. Hey, shut up, man. This whole thing is Sheila's fault. I mean, she's the one that opened the champagne and who knows what else. See, you're just getting uptight again. You're uptight. Smoke your head. Courtney should just go see a shrink if she can't loosen up. Would you guys chill out, please? God. Smoke your head. I think he says that more than once. So, smoke your head. Yeah, that's what exactly what I want to talk about. Smoke your head. I'm like, yeah. what the hell does that even mean? I, guess the, I don't think he said more than once, but what's that fucking even mean? Like, I've, mm. We all grew up in the 80s, and never have I ever heard somebody say, smoke your head. And like, mm-hmm. and it kind of reminds me of what we were talking about in, in Last Bloodhook. Week. Yeah. Like, so, like people making up things are trying to get like full of chowder, man. Yeah, and, I'm full of chowder. Yeah, full like smoke chowder. your head. <laughs> like, it's like, dude, this hippie music's making me full of chowder. Makes me feel like I'm full of chowder. <laughs> Calm down there, Mr. Green Jeans. Like, <laughs> Mm. <laughs> I was made Eric spit his beer up under the mic on that one because <laughs> I forgot about that. That was the weirdest one. Chill out, Mister Green Jeans. That doesn't make any sense. No. But near to smoke your head, I don't get it. But okay. it's fucking it's experimental whatever. slang in the eighties. Yeah. Some took, some did not. Right. Just throwing shit at the wall and see what's yeah. stuck. <laughs> so the boys head back downstairs and join all the girls in the kitchen. Uh, Courtney's like, I'm not crazy. I know what I saw. I'm not crazy. I heard him. I heard him laughing. He's somewhere in this house. But now they know that Sally's missing. So Matt tells Courtney to go lay down while he goes and calls the cops. And that's when they hear the trash compactor suddenly going. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone, someone says, hey, who turned that on? Amy says, I think it was on when we came in. Jeff says, oh, it's probably just some old bones, which this causes Courtney then to just faint. Uh-huh. Courtney has like a real fainting problem. Like she just like, faints at the yes. weirdest shit. Water apparently makes her faint. Old bones apparently make her faint. <laughs> old she's bones. just old bones. Old bones. Uh, knuckle bones. Knuckle bones. <laughs> uh, we cut to two cops, Officer Kruger and Officer Voorhees. Uh-huh. Yeah, real subtle at the house. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't the first time we've run into that. No, it? it's not. It's just such a fucking punch in the face. Right. You know? It's like, don't you wish you were watching one of these two movies? Bam! Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right, it's not the first time we've had like cops named Kruger or no. Morris or something. I forget what the movie was, but it's we've seen it before. Oh, we also did Night of Something Strange when they named like Jason, right. Freddy, yes. Christine, the, yeah. Carrie. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I thought about it. I thought about it. Now, we didn't mention this on the podcast. But there was the character Brooklyn, who was the black guy. Was that any reference to Vampire in Brooklyn? That's a stretch. Huh? That's a stretch, but... But... <laughs> maybe. It's all I got. It's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That Wouldn't it just be named like Eddie then? Or Murphy or something Eddie like that? Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> or just Murphy? Call him Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> There's more than one of us, man. Uh, anyway, so... Um, the two cops are there questioning Courtney's story about seeing Sally's face explode and that she thinks Sally's in the trash compactor. But then Sally comes in through the front door. He's like, he's like, you think she's in the trash compactor, but you're too afraid to open it. Wouldn't, as a police officer, that be the first thing you did? I mean, wouldn't you open the trash compactor? Yes. Yeah. 
So instead of busting there, their balls, right? Sitting there busting their balls about it and not like actually investigating. You no, know, that's a good point. I, I kind of let that. I didn't really think too hard on that, but that's that's a really good point. It's a great too. point. That's a great. These point. guys are just dick cops, right? They're and, and horrible cops because they they come back later or in a way and they they're just horrible horrible cops. Uh-huh. They're just awful. Um. Anyway, Sally walks in the door. She demands to know where she was because everybody was worried. Sally says she went to the store to get some more Oxy-10, some more product placement there, right yep. there, uh, where she met this outrageously hot guy who was such a babe. Mm-hmm. And, she was, and then Kruger gets pissed off at the girls for wasting their time, and they leave for a Denny's. More product placement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Wow, yeah. That's Denny's is holding our, our, our booth. booth. Yeah. yeah. So you're, you're lazy fucking cops, too. I mean, yeah. you're not even doing your job. No. You're just going to go sit at Denny's. Did yep. they ever open the trash can packer? No. And it's find ne- out what was ne- in there? No, it never gets opened in the movie. Fuck. Uh, the group... <laughs> so hearing that the cops are going to Denny's, the group says, Hey, we're hungry too. Let's go eat as well. So they all leave, but Matt and Courtney decide to stay behind. No, no, no. Matt says, I think we're just going to stay here. Well, yeah. cuddling they- with her. Because <laughs> he's being, like... Being the supportive boyfriend. Yeah, I've got to get in this puss before it goes too crazy to handle. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> She's vulnerable now. This, Guys, is, my, this, this is my time. This is my oldie shot. <laughs> yeah, why don't you get the fuck out of here? <laughs> um, he surprises her with a birthday cake. And they have their sweet 16 moment, you know. Mm-hmm. It was very 16 it, candles. It's exactly what it is. Very. 16 candles. Very 16 you know, candles. What, 16 yeah. candles. That's what it is. Thank you. Uh, I was like, wow, there's a lot of candles. That's way more exactly. than Exactly. And, and they're both sitting across from each other on, on the bed. Yeah, they're on, on a the bed. bed. Cake yeah. in the middle. It's yeah. exactly from uh, yeah, that is 16 fire, candles. That is a fire hazard. It really was. That was bad. Um, God, we are getting old. <laughs> that uh, sure is not safe. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they have an extinguisher nearby. <laughs> uh, so she starts, Courtney starts crying again about everything. Uh, <laughs> then they end up talking about the events from the first movie. Turns out the Cravens were good friends with Matt's parents, who, and he knows that she and her sister helped kill the murderer from the first movie. They start to kiss and make out. And which one were the now, Cravens? What when Matt refers to the Cravens, he's talking about the family from the first movie that gets killed. Um, again, the problem with that is they weren't named the Cravens in the first movie; they were mm. named the Devereaux. And so they just changing names, changing ages. There's again Craven and Kruger and Voices. How many other references can we just cram in here? Yeah. For no reason. And the fact right. that they're changing now the backstory, the lore of the movie this is actually supposed to be based on. Right. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's really fucking so weird. Who were they? Who Who was this family? All right. I think the family was. Okay. You had Valerie. Because this never comes back. No, I never in this does. Movie. Mm. It doesn't. But the family in the first, the Devros, I believe, were. Valerie and Courtney lived like across the street, right, and yes. Valerie wasn't even originally invited to some Yeah, party. because she, she was like the new kid, new or, kid something, or something like that, and they and didn't think, like her. Yeah, I yeah. think, and then the Just main the girl whole... that was hosting some party was named Trish, I believe. I think it was right. Trish Devro. She was the one hosting the party at her house, but her parents were gone for the weekend. Her Correct. parents weren't even there. Yeah, but she... you're right. Because I turned so around maybe and watched this, the first one after I watched this one. Okay, then maybe it's better. <laughs> it is way better. I didn't, I wanted to do that too, but I didn't have to. So I guess Trish, there's talking about Trish Devereaux being killed and that Matt's parents are friends with Trish's parents. Yeah. So I guess that's the connection. That would, mm. that would make sense. But again, okay. they're changing the names, which makes it even more confusing Weird. if you are trying to follow how this connects to the if first you're movie. wasting your life well, like we to. are <laughs> and trying to figure this shit out. Well, I figured Marshall could clear that up for me. Um, so anyway, we cut to the others returning home from their me or whatever and they start immediately having a jam i don't know if they're drunk or not but they walk in and immediately start like just 
They walk in like they're drunk, don't they? Sort of. They're just like or excited. They, they, yeah. They're they're fucked up. There's something wrong, but they start wailing away on the. They're having the having worst jam session. Horrible, horrible jam session. Please uh, don't play that one. I'm not. Thank God. <laughs> um, well, Courtney and Matt are awkwardly making out on their bed upstairs. Oh yeah, do I talk about like the most dis- like disturbingly bizarre makeout scene, like mm-hmm. touching face and just a. Yeah, maybe, maybe he is gay. Maybe he's, he's like, because he's, he's like, like, he did not look into <laughs> it. Maybe he did not. He didn't know. He did not look into it. That's like, a really good point, Chris. I think you're onto something there. He's like, ew. And, and Courtney's kind of like, that. I was like oh. and Courtney's not like giving anything back. She's just kind of laying there and letting it happen. It's like, this is like super Mr. Sensitive. And like, yeah, he's, you know, <laughs> he's just, he's just like, oh God, I can't, I can't, I can't be gay. Come on. Come on. <laughs> It was the 80s. It was harder to come out then. It's like he's pulling that. that, that it's like, sorry, the lawnmower just got to keep pulling that ripcord. Like, come on. Come, come on, on. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. Why won't this start up? I'm not gay. What gets me hard? Football. Football. Players. Players' butts. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Slow motion. Shirtless running. Oh, no. Uh, so she starts to tell Matt. She's like, Matt, I've never... And then she gets cut off by a vision of the killer saying, gone all the way. And then he starts playing a riff on his guitar. Uh, And then suddenly the giant drill bit comes boring through Matt's chest. Dice Clay stands up playing his drill guitar. Blood's flying around from the spinning drill tip. It looks pretty cool. Yeah. So how long did we say this movie was? So like an hour and hour fifteen. That's if you watch the entire credits. Actually, it's about an hour and twelve minutes. Because uh, you maybe less, yeah. Maybe less. Right now we're the last twenty-five minutes of this. Not movie. even twenty-five minutes. It's last like, twenty like, minutes of the yeah, movie. Something like that. Yeah. This is when finally we get a kill. Shit starts to happen. <laughs> yeah. Shit starts to happen. Basically, yeah. an hour after watching yeah. a goddamn movie, <laughs> right. like montage and music videos. Right. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Oh. Uh, so yeah, uh, Corny yells out, "You're a dream!" And then Dice Clay picks up Matt's now just bloody rips, severed arm. Just rips his yeah. arm like, off. What? How'd that get cut off? But it is. Rips off. Does this look like a dream? Yeah, but I didn't it's say like, he ripped it off. He just, it looked like he just, yeah. like he just already yeah. severed off. He just picks it up. Well, the funny thing is, yes, it does look like a dream. Because right. we've been dream, seeing dream sequences of this type of shit over and over and over right. and over That's again in the last hour. Everything's always been a dream. Yes, it looks like a dream, you asshole. <laughs> So, and, and, yeah, that's a great point. I'm like, how the hell did Matt's arm get severed off? That's a complete mystery. He throws Matt's arm aside. It lands on the birthday cake. I did like it splatting on <laughs> the birthday cake. Uh, she runs out of the room screaming, runs downstairs. All the others freak out when they see her come downstairs covered in blood screaming. The killer leaps down the stairs, scaring everybody. TJ grabs the guitar he was having and yells to Dice Clay to back off. And then he swings at him. But his swing is so fucking terrible looking. And clumsy. It's the clumsiest, worst swing I've ever seen. TJ misses. I mean, those guitars are heavy. Right, but still. But, <laughs> but he swings it and falls over. Yeah, and he swings it like if he falls over he from loses, his own swing. He loses his balance and falls over. Yeah, he, he misses. And next thing you know, he's on the floor. Uh-huh. Um, DC, Dice Clay, tries to stab TJ with the drill, but misses. It gets Jeff, in the leg, right? No, yeah, not yet. No, no. he completely misses because yeah. TJ rolls out. Yeah, he, like, he, he throws to... like his head or his chest. Yeah, he TJ rolls, rolls out of the way. way. Right. Jeff runs up and like shoves like this long floor lamp into the killer, kind of like, the same him lamp, away. The same lamp she was humping. Yeah, yeah, it's the hump lamp. The hump lamp. The hump lamp. The hump lamp. 
And Hub Lamb's a hero. <laughs> Sheila, <laughs> Sheila comes, runs over to help TJ up, who now mysteriously has yeah. his leg all sliced up. We, we never we, saw. Exactly. That's, they, yeah. that's what I was getting at. That you never see the leg get sliced up because you see, clearly see the drill go for like his head or chest. He rolls out of the way. He clearly rolls out of the way, but then he cuts back to him. His legs all shredded up. Yeah. So, so okay, like what? <laughs> so this is when, you know, Andrew dies Clay slash. Tutti Frutti has <laughs> now materialized. Yes. And everyone sees yeah. him and everyone's screaming and everyone's fighting him and he's slashing people. Yeah. So now he just materialized out of thin air. We're going to have yeah. a big talk about this at the end of this. Okay. We're, yeah. we're just going to um, go through it. We'll, 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 yeah, we'll, we'll come back to it. Uh, right. Sheila and TJ, they go for the front door. Jeff, Amy, and Courtney run into the kitchen to try to call the cops. While poor Sally gets stuck behind her drum <laughs> poor set. Poor Sally gets like, fucked over by her yeah. fucking horrible friends. Yeah, they, they <laughs> all just left her. She's stuck behind her drum set, like, in the corner of this wall, like, in the room. Um, and then the killer is backing her up further. She is able to kind of weasel out of the corner. But this dum-dum runs right into <laughs> another corner. Yeah. And you literally, if you watch yeah. the scene, like watch the back of her, she literally runs right across an open doorway a that big. would take her out of the room, but she passes that and runs directly into a corner. It's a huge opening, too. It it's is. like an archway doorway. Yeah. Yeah. And she chooses to run into the corner. Of course. <laughs> and she stands there. Uh, the killer approaches Sally, who stands there screaming. We cut to the other side of the wall. Where we see the others are trying to call the cops Dude, for help. And they can literally reach around, yes. grab her, and pull Which her across. Which makes it even worse because when you see her run across, you don't see what's in the. But they kind of. Oh, it's the kitchen where Amy, Jeff, and. and, and three of their three friends. Three of them are all in there on the phone. Right. She could just run right in. They could have grabbed her. Nope. Nope. <laughs> right. nope. And then they're. they're they're not even trying to help her. No. They're on the phone. Like, they're yep. trying to call the police again. And, like, not even trying to grab her or bring yeah, her in nothing. there. Nothing. Nothing. They just they leave her to die. Great friends. Because uh, that's when we see the bloody drill bit come boring through the wall. And the phone destroys the phone. Mm-hmm. And you see it's all covered in blood. It's kind of cool. Yeah. it's kinda, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, you never really see Sally die. You just see that, you know, that it, you get the, it, you it know, went through her. You know she got Yeah. Because it's got all bloody it. when it comes mm-hmm. through the wall. Um, outside, Sheila and TJ are making a break for at least trying to. Yeah, they, he's limping real bad. They try to flag down a, a passing car, but it ignores him and it keeps Dude, driving. Dude, that would away. be me. I'd be like, nope, don't need that. <laughs> 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 Fucking teenager kids. I'm too old for this shit. I'm a nurse. I'm like, I could probably help him, but I don't need that shit on my plate, man. Fuck that. <laughs> we cut to Jeff, Amy, and Courtney, who are now outside as well. They just teleport out of the house. Jeff wants to know where this guy came from. Courtney says that she dreamt about him, and then he was just there killing Matt. Um, sure. That's the only explanation we ever get. And, we're again, we're going to talk more about this, I'm sure, at the end. So uh, Amy suggests they run for the car, but they realize the keys are back on the kitchen table. So they head back to the house, which is all dark now. You know, all the lights were on when they left the house, but now it's completely dark. Um, Jeff gets the keys, but instead of leaving to go back to the car, he starts calling out for Sally. Now, 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 yeah. uh, after you saw a bloody drill come smash into the wall and hearing her scream and then stop screaming, yeah. now you're going to look for her. Right. And calling out, like, giving away your position. Uh, Sally's dead body falls into view, landing in front of them on the floor. They get to the front door, make a mad dash for the car. They pile in. They drive off. After a few moments of driving, they think they're safe and getting away. And that's when Dice Clay sits up in the back seat. And for some reason, he's now wearing a rose behind his ear, which made zero sense to me. I don't know why he's wearing a fucking ear. He's a romantic. uh, (laughs) Rose. Um, 
He says this is dedicated to the one I love. See? Yep. <laughs> Romance. The, then drill. He, he he then drills through the driver's seat through Jeff's chest while flicking his tongue at Courtney. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the car. Jeff is even though he's completely shredded now and dead, but he does manage to bring the car to a nice gentle stop. <laughs> he does have the wherewithal <laughs> to apply the brake and put it into park. He does <laughs> just so the and the girls can pile out of the car, <laughs> get out and run. Uh, is that your first thought when you're trying to escape a murderous killer? To look in the fucking back seat of your car. <laughs> nope. They all pile up in the front, front seat. seat. Yeah. That's uh, three people, three deep. Someone's getting in the back. Yeah, man. someone's getting in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Two girls. Still, yeah. I, I get it, but I still think somebody's getting in that back seat. Because yeah. it's faster. Because third person has to wait then for the first person to get into the seat, and then the other one get in. It's faster if everybody goes <laughs> in their like own door. Like... But was it a four-door? It was. Uh, yeah, okay. a, I'm pretty sure it was a four door. It was a four door. I don't know. But I like how all the girls were like, lock the doors, lock the doors. But the windows are obviously down. <laughs> <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> so the girls get out, and instead of running to a nearby house for help, they run back to yeah. their house. It's just that Courtney, too, gave like a dirty look to the killer, like, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, and he like, he like flicks, yeah. Flicks, you're ruining my weekend. <laughs> uh, we jumped to Sheila and TJ still struggling to get away. The two of them make it to another house. They bang on the door, but no one hears them. More like the cranked up classical music that's blaring from inside the house. Um, <laughs> that's my style, right? <laughs> old now. <laughs> uh, the killer pops up. They try to run, but Dice Clay slashes Sheila across the arm of the drill, then kills TJ by joining him through the stomach and playing guitar riffs at the same time mm. as smoke rises up behind him. <laughs> and this is where I had my rant. Like, where the fuck does all the smoke come from? Because, like, every other shot we've seen, it's perfectly clear. There's no fog. There's no mist. And it goes, like, these people are in the same vicinity. You see Sheila, perfectly clear night. You see TJ, perfectly clear night. Cuts to the killer Uh, smoke billowing behind him. He just manifests smoke, man. So I'm like, like, this killer, seriously, either he's carrying around his own personal smoke machine or that maybe it, it was part of like his rider contract that he also always has to have, have, like, to have his rider <laughs> I have to smoke. Or maybe he even has like an Austrian groupie or road that just follows him around with his fog machine everywhere he goes. Did you say Austrian groupie? Off screen. Off screen. Off screen. I thought you said Austrian <laughs> yeah, groupie. Austrian like, groupie. That is very specific. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those Austrian groupies are famous for their smoke work. I, I was mean, going to say, we were going to ask me. you to explain. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, TJ drops dead. The killer goes after Sheila, and the home owner finally opens the front door, looks out, sees nothing, goes back inside. Damn kids. Damn kids. Yeah. Uh, Amen, brother. <laughs> he's even listed in the credits as, as Mr. Mr. Damn, Damn Kids. kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go back to Courtney and Amy, who have barricaded themselves in a room. They call the cops, but they just so happens that Officer Kruger picks up on the other end, yeah. who yells at them for calling, saying he's sick of their pranks and not to call back on them, not to ever call back, and he hangs up on them. He already must have had his grand slam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moves his moves over Miami or something yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds good. It does sound good. <laughs> uh, they decide to just stay put till morning and wait it out. Uh, and then Courtney thinks she hears something and turns off the light. We cut to a bloody Sheila back in the house and stumbling up the stairs. Uh, she makes it up there. It cuts to the killer at the bottom of the stairs. He looks right in the camera, says, "It's now it's time for the fun part. He then takes a swig of champagne, tosses the bottle aside, flips a light switch. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and when guys. he does, this red and green lights come on, fill the place in regular light. Music begins to play. 
And the whole movie now turns into a musical dance number, music video to a song called Let's Buzz by John Luke Logan. Uh, seriously, Dice Clay does a full song and dance routine downstairs while yeah. Sheila is desperately trying to get into the room where the other two are hiding. Yeah. And uh, we're going to play the clip of this, of, of Let's Buzz. Dude, it's, it's, it's something. It's definitely <laughs> something. I need a beer. I need I need a new beer for for yeah. what's about to because this shit gets fucking. Let's crazy. buzz now. I I, <laughs> I I got a question. The buzz. I mean, I'm trying to tie this in in any way, shape, or form right. to the actual killer driller that we have on our hands. Is it in reference to the buzz? Po- I mean, they don't really buzz. They no. more were. But I mean, if you guys. Any chance at the connection that's the buzz of the part drill. of the drill? I don't I guess. Maybe, but even then, I just don't know. But Like, that's the only thing I can think of. I think just, I'm more, uh, at this point... Uh, <laughs> Chris, <laughs> at this point, Chris is out. Yeah. As bad as that song was, why in the fuck are you going to let your friends sit out there in the hallway and just get murdered? Forever. Yeah. You're yeah, telling okay. me you couldn't move that itty-bitty drawer Dresser. that you could barely we, even... We have a lot to unpack here. There's yeah, a right. lot to unpack. So Sorry, first of all, during the scene... Yeah, during yeah. the scene, I, I played the full two minutes on the clip because it's insane. And, yeah. and, and, and you guys are going to suffer through it like we did. That is uncut. That's the entire scene from the movie. 
And just imagine that entire two minute and uh, like 18 seconds. second yeah. clip is an entire music room. The killer is dancing, dancing. around the living room. He's not yeah. going after Sheila right away. No. He's no. dancing. Dancing very well, honestly. <laughs> doing spins and dances jumps. and jumps. Uh-huh. Like breakdance moves. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's full on dance routine, dance number here. And the entire time, Sheila is outside the door. Yeah, banging on the door. Trying to get in. She's for two minutes. In, she's screaming in fear for two minutes. Uh, and I gotta say, this might be the best acting job in the whole movie. Because this Possibly. girl has to act afraid for her life and hold on to that feeling while this ass clown is dancing around <laughs> singing rockabilly music with and his she tassels has, flipping with his, around with his yeah with his fringe and all that yeah. shit and she has to act afraid of this guy yeah. and it's not scary at all no. and she's I gotta say Disco deserves a fucking Academy Award for <laughs> portraying fear in this legit in this moment so you have a point Dice Clay like I said it's two men she's out in the hallway screaming for help Courtney and Amy are on the other side of the door they really don't do much. They're like, oh, we should try to help her. But they apparently can't move this. Dude, I think they even say, I think they even say, the killer's out there. Yeah. They're just like, fucker. They, they get it halfway moved, and then Courtney's like, he's out there. Yep. And then they, they move it back. back. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> These are <laughs> awful <laughs> friends. Awful, awful friends. friends. <laughs> it'd be like, it'd be like on one side, and Chris would be like, help, oh God. Like, we're like, wait, killer might be out there. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, well, then at that like, point, at least he might take one of those and... shitty paintings off the wall and try throwing it at him <laughs> yeah. or something. Is that the only room in the house? Apparently. Yeah, no shit. Apparently, it's a, it, the cow condo is a living room, a kitchen, and one bedroom, apparently. Right. <laughs> That's it. Uh, so, Dice Clay finally kills Sheila, then turns his attention to the barricade door. He starts drilling through the door. Courtney and Amy stand there for a moment on the other side, screaming. Then, they just go out a sliding glass door and leave. Yeah. I'm like, wait, what? You're what? telling me they could have left at any time? This asshole's been dancing around for, for two, two minutes, minutes. And they're just, what the blue hell are like... they just sitting there for? They right. could have left at any moment well, to go a, get help. It was a window, right? Because like, It was like a balcony. They started yeah. jumping around rooftops sliding... and shit. They're fucking yeah, Batman. They, yeah, they that's my next movie. They start running on rooftops like Batman. That's exactly what I wrote. Yeah. <laughs> so, Driller, anyway, Driller Dice Clay breaks through the door right after the girls leave. And like I said, oh, by the way, he had time to clean off his drill. Because he kills Sheila. It's all bloody. And the way it he goes gets... through the door, perfectly clean. That happens a lot. The way he that drills happens. through that door, Sheila probably could have just fucking bare, you know, pushed Busses. her way through it. Because it's so fucking it, It's yeah. not a big dresser yeah. that's blocking the door either. Not a very yeah, big dresser. And it breaks in pieces as soon as the drill hits it. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm so pissed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so as Chris just said, they're running along rooftops like Batman at this point. <laughs> While Jordan Dice Clay plays guitar riffs and smokes on a rooftop. Yeah. He's, he's not his... even going after him. He's no. just he's riffing on the guitar. He's, he's, he's ultimate slap in the he's face. He's having a performance. He's yeah. having to chase your bitch asses. As he smokes a cigarette, here, yeah. and more billowing smoke yeah. flows around him. Uh, the girls make it back down to the, street, to the street, and they run off some more. They turn a corner, and they run right into Dice Clay, who slashes at Amy, cutting her across her yeah, face. he just teleports now. He's now, teleport. now he's a teleporter. Yeah. Yep. And when he slashes across the face, he says, what? I can't get no satisfaction. satisfaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're. I think every. Yeah, all yeah, his lines. Chris is on it. Most man. of his lines, if all, not all of them, are dude, uh, some kind of song lyric. Good on you, Chris. Because that for well, me, during, during the uh, during the buzz, whatever I looked up, uh, dedicated to one I love. Yeah, old Linda Ronstadt too. Yeah, yeah, Linda Ronstadt. Which is where the rose probably comes into play. Oh, yeah, that yeah. would make okay. Sorry, no, that makes sense then. Because I, I, because I, I was not thinking decade. I was thinking the. Uh, 
Uh, for, what's like this one goes out to the one I love. Was it REM or something or this that's one? REM? Yeah. yeah, that's the one I was thinking. That was what it probably after this. That but, was that was but, like mid early nineties. Yeah, yeah, but that's the song that popped in my head at first. Not dedicated to the one. That's mm-hmm. so that's what that makes sense with the rose mm-hmm. then. Because um, mm-hmm. we're all huge Linda Ronstadt fans yeah, here. Yeah, that's what exactly. I just said, but okay. Um, that's, I was giving you credit for what you said. <laughs> I wasn't trying to I'm just busting your balls, Mark. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Amy gets cut across, slashed across the face, but uh, she and Courtney easily run away. Easily. Yeah. Because uh-huh. Drill Dice Clay, rather than go after him, decides to stand there, spout, spout some more one-liners, laughing and, and posing, uh-huh. and, and then instead of chasing after him. He's literally posing in a spotlight. Yes. There's a literal yes. spotlight on the ground pointing up at him. He's in the spotlight. Casting a big shadow. And he's in there posing... And like riffing on his guitar and laughing while they let he lets the girls run away. When he finally yeah. does decide to go after him, he dances his way after them too. Yeah, yeah. he doesn't oh, yeah. just walk, run, or teleport. He dances, dances his way after them. It doesn't really matter because these dumb girls just run in circles through a construction site. They do the that. God, yeah, they're right. coming up. Yeah, they run in circles. Uh, they, uh, that brings to their, uh, they go into one of the under construction homes. Amy gets. I fucking hate this so much. Yeah. she gets. "Quote unquote stuck, stuck, trying to squeeze through a wall, like it's a wall frame. You know, it's under construction, so just uh-huh. like the the two by fours or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, Dice Clay slashes her across the back. But what's so bullshit about this that makes me so angry is that there's no way she should have been quote unquote stuck in the first place because this opening she gets stuck in is roughly the size of an open door. Yeah, like close to it. Like even my fat ass would be able to. <laughs> we have no problem making it through that opening. But this skinny Playboy Playmate yeah. model yeah. that apparently can't make it through like a four foot wide like opening or too maybe big, a five uh. foot opening. And she's just like watching him come at her. She, she basically yeah, she's literally standing there yeah. waiting for him to what hit the her. Fuck are you it's doing? like that scene from last summer party where we talked about how the killer was at the bottom of the ladder like they he's yes. like waiting yes. like they started rolling yes. the camera too soon and like, oh, yeah. oh yeah now no. I do <laughs> it's basically the exact same thing that's happening here uh, so the girls are all ch- are chased all throughout this construction site while the least scary music plays in oh, the background oh god damn the music that plays I hate you now for bringing that up because I was watching this and just like this is stupid. This is stupid. It's like it's like goofy rockabilly. It's like yeah, it's all rockabilly. I'm pretty it's sure yes, there was like more fucking rockabilly. Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. all rockabilly. You don't have it, do you? No, thank I didn't have God, this. because it's it's like it's like ten minutes of this music and oh, it's yeah. it's corny. It's so bad. It's, it's corny. So right? bad. It's corny. It takes it, away all of the like scary elements ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not. Scary. You might as well be listening to like the fucking Looney Tunes theme or something at this point. <laughs> it's yes, it's, yeah. it's corny. Yeah. Um. So, the girls end up on the second floor of this construction site where they, where they decide to take a breather, <laughs> which turns out to be okay. They're safe because our driller dice clay also decides to stop for a smoke break as well. Of course, yeah. <laughs> so they're all just stopping to catch up. He's having a smoke. They're hiding. Um. And of course, there's more smir- smoke swirling around dice clay as he's staying there doing nothing uh blood drips down on him giving away the girl's hiding spot so he drills up through the floor almost getting the girls they run again he dances some more as he goes off after him as the girls run away for some reason amy now just decides to drop and roll out a window i mean it's that, that's pretty what it looks much like. what happens because she's clearly running she's running she's fine she's fine and then she and then 
You she see trips a little. She doesn't even trip. She's like, she just decides to, I'm going to fall out this window. She, she yeah. like trips a little, but then she's like, Look, looks like and she here trips. we go. You know, but yeah. it's like she, like, she over dramatizes it so much that it does look like she's just like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just done. going out this window. <laughs> um, like, don't let go, Courtney. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, don't, well, you really don't see I'm a trip or fall. And she's just running, dies out a window, and hangs on the edge crying. And begging Courtney to help her, don't let go. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let go. Because yeah. Courtney's got, what is she, 115 pounds? Tiny right. little hands yeah. holding on to something. Like, there's no way this gal can <sighs> hold her up. And I'm like, oh, so, God, that's <laughs> who you got to rely on? Oh, shit, fuck. Uh, <laughs> You're fuck girl. Dice Clay <laughs> comes up, swipes at Courtney with his drill, forcing her to let go of Amy. Amy falls all of two floors to her death, which is fucking lame because she falls from a second floor window. Yeah, and it's not even a full window. It's basically... Because the window would be on the wall, which isn't even there. So basically, it's a it's, short drop. It's a very short drop. It's she, she could be pretty fucked up. She, sure. I'm not saying she wouldn't be hurt. But, yeah, might have an injured leg. The wind knocked out of her. Sure, but I do not think this would kill anybody no. at all. No, I mean it's, it's pretty bad. It's like I mean, uh, this is bad, probably the equivalent of like going back to Batman. Kurt, Kurt Angle doing a moonsault. <laughs> Kurt Angle doing a moonsault off the top of steel cage yes. is a further fall than what Amy yes. just oh, fell wow. off of. Yes. You know, yeah, fit perfect, and that's a and they do it all the time. Yeah. I mankind going off the hell in a cell on the table. Right, that's a bigger fall than oh. what Amy just took. Damn, that's true. <laughs> that was a good bump. Uh, that was. Anyway, so <laughs> 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 uh, it's a lame death. Dice Clay stands there looking down at, down at dead Amy and yells out, "Let it rock, your soul!" But. <laughs> I only got that because of the subtitles, because it sounds like he's saying Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, it can't be Leroy Jenkins. Is that I where know, Leroy Jenkins came from? Maybe. But I was like, because it really legitimately sounds like he's yelling out Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. <laughs> so more chase scenes of Courtney running through the construction site. Again, she decides to stop. She has flashbacks of all the death scenes we've seen in the movie so far. When And we see Dice Clay just hanging out behind her, yeah. like just chilling back there watching her. She turns around sees him. He starts snapping his fingers and like sing speaking to her. He's not like singing, but it's, not really, it's a sing speak. Courtney runs off again. The rockabilly music just keeps going and going. Um, keeps going on playing. It can't stop. It won't stop till it's through. It just refuses to stop. Will not stop. Can't stop. stop. Till it's through. Uh, uh. Courtney ends ends up back on the rooftops again. Here she finds like a welder's torch or something. Yeah. Uh, Drawer dice clay magically appears standing above her on something, saying, "Come on, baby, light my fire." Doors lyric. Yep. Uh, set. She says, "You bet I will." Lights up the welding torch, raises it up, and sets them on fire. Dice Clay goes o- goes up in a great ball of fire, <laughs> falls over the edge of the roof. It's the exact and this roof is it's the exact same section of building that Amy fell from. Yes, the yeah. exact same. Well, he's, he's a little higher he's, up. He's a little yeah. higher. He's one floor yeah. up higher, but it's the exact same. Area. How about them fucking crazy eyes though that Courtney has when she like? Yeah, she does. <laughs> she goes. Up. She goes. <laughs> she like, goes well crazy eyes. You're right. Shit. You're right. She does. And honestly, finally some fucking emotion other than crying. <laughs> The stuntman, it's a stuntman because he's at a full body burn. Yeah. You see his arms waving as he's falling down. Again, that's some fucking balls, it man. It is, but I feel bad because, like, the way he falls, like, 
oh god, he's gonna break his legs because he doesn't feel like he doesn't feel yeah. like like horizontally yeah. on his back. Like, like he's, again, like we'll go back to wrestling. Like when wrestlers take a bump, you fall on your back and spread yeah. the weight out. You usually right. fall head first, and, and before you hit, flip. you turn, he, and so your he's body falling hits. like feet first, straight yeah, down. He's, he's falling like a T. Yes, he's like a T. Yeah. Arms are out to his side, and his legs are straight down. I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna break his legs. Yeah, <laughs> and they never show him hit. Or they anything. never show him hit. Obviously, there's a pad there, but like that's a horrible that fall. Looks bad. Yeah, like he didn't get a good jump or fall or right, something when he right. went off. Um, all right, so he, he falls off the roof on fire. We crossfade to the sun rising up over the mountains. We cut to Courtney wrapped up in a blanket as EMTs remove Amy's body on a dead body on a gurney. Courtney stops and pulls the sheet back, pets Amy's head. So, so she's standing there all by herself, all by herself, not being talked to by police or interviewed, nothing, <laughs> nothing. And the EMTs are just gonna allow like, her to hold, stop wait, them. Hold so on, she EMTs. Can see the body, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> They're like, lady, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> we got get, shit to do. Like, I, I get that. I, there probably is some protocol where they can't, but at the same time, like, we see it a lot in movies where they, they, yeah. close ones yeah. or loved ones always are able to kind of, like, get one last oh. look at their friend or loved yeah. one. So I didn't, this is one thing I kind of actually let this go, and it was just weird for me because I don't let, you don't let anything go. <laughs> no, but that one, I was like, eh, whatever. We see all this. So um, anyway, so she's petting Amy's head. And then Amy's eyes pop open, and she starts laughing like Andrew Dice, like, like Dice Clay. And it's his voice and laughter we hear coming mm-hmm. through her mouth. Uh, then we cut to Courtney asleep in in a bed with Matt sleeping next to her. She wakes up all startled. She and I'm like, motherfucker! <laughs> yep, right back to last slumber party all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, it's a goddamn dream. <laughs> <laughs> she wakes up startled, like I said, and then she's like, oh, it's just a dream. There's Matt. Okay. She rolls over, starts kissing Matt to wake him. Like, hey, let's bone or something yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so she's kissing Matt, and Matt once again turns into Driller Dice Clay. Yeah, because he, he, you see his hand behind his head, but he pulls his hand out. He's got the leather glove the on. The fingerless yeah. leather gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, Courtney screams. The camera zooms in on her mouth, like almost goes like down her throat. And then it zooms out of her mouth, and we see Courtney waking up again, screaming in a cell in an insane asylum. What? What? <laughs> what? God damn it! Right. The camera moves like moves around all weird, gives us like this weird crazy, like oh, it's crazy. Uh, while she continues to scream, and then we get a wide shot of her weird cell, which is a really weird. Yeah, shape. It's, it's like, like German like the, expressionism, yeah. kind of like architecture. It's and like stuff. she's in the corner, like the building is an A-frame, and she's right. in that weird corner where she's yes. got like the slanted part of the but roof. But it's, it's like a cattywampus. It's well, that's just a skew. camera angle. Yeah. You know, it's it's all weird, and you know, it's like German expressionism type film technique that they used yeah. back in the. 30s and she's got yeah it's weird she's she's hot up His on her bed screaming the bed there's like one st- like cruddy like steel chair on the in the built room there and as a, as we get that wide shot uh the giant drill tip comes ripping up through the floorboard as you hear dice laughing yeah, as you hear dice blackout roll crash as we hear drill or dice clay laughing and that shitty let's buzz rockabilly song starts to play again uh-huh Roll credits. That's the fucking Slumber Party Massacre two. Yeah. Holy fuck! What the fuck? We got yeah. a lot to a lot to unpack on this one. Like, Jesus. Before we go on to favorite kills, let, let, I, you brought it up. Like, where's? Let's talk about this killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've already okay. The killer we've already established is fucking ridiculous. 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 But the the worst thing about it is like it's never explained. 
And no. Frank doesn't have to be because if it was all a dream, it doesn't matter. But how the fuck does he come into being? Yeah. Like he starts right. off as a dream in the dream role. I get very Freddy Krueger, fine. Yeah. But then all of a sudden he's manifested into reality yeah. and starts killing so I got people. A bit like, of a, I got a bit of a plot. All right. And this is the only thing that I can figure. So said, Courtney Bates, who survived the events of the first film as an adolescent, is now a senior in high school who is plagued by night terrors stemming from the event. Night terrors. In her nightmares, she is re- recurrently confronted by the killer, now reincarnated as a greaser armed with a guitar fashioned with a massive drill bit on the neck. So they're saying this could possibly be Russ Thorne from Russ the first Thorne, one, yeah. Yeah. reincarnated as a fucking but, doo-wop greaser. But the yeah. problem is when you get reincarnated, you normally get reincarnated from something from present day time or the future. Right. Yeah, you don't like if we die, we don't get reincarnated as I don't know. Uh, we wouldn't go back in time and become a fifties greaser, right? You know, we don't become John Devota from Greece or something like that. We would mm-hmm. become something. Thank from, God, we would become like okay. I hate to say, it, but um, a boy band guy. If we're trying to try to keep this musical thing, like we would be mm. like. It, so they would be like Boy George. He'd come back as like Boy, Boy George. George or George Michael yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, it <laughs> why rockabilly? Like it doesn't make any sense. Like I don't understand how. Mm-hmm. Like Freddy, okay, Dream World kills fine. Freddy, they did. You know that's classic. They did a good job of explaining. He killed in the Dream World and they died in real life. Fine, but Freddy, I think in some in some movies they did pull him into the real yes, world. They to did. Kill him. But, but they explain how yeah, they because did. they'd either physically hold on to him and then wake up what, and pull him out, or he, there was some other ways. That but they, they did had that to too. do it. Yeah. But this guy just like he's in a dream and now he's reality. And now he's right. just poof, he's just real. He's there. Yeah. Uh, ooh, no ooh, 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 ooh. Oh. You know what would have been better? Because they talked about it. it's like they were saying if we go uh, all the way, like as soon as Matt, uh, Matt. busts a nut, if he's, like, if he's like, uh, 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 you go all the way, here he comes, he's there. <laughs> right. Hey, but I, that would have been better. But if I, I wish they would have just. Because they even say it earlier. Don't go all the way. Right. Don't go all the way. And that never really comes back No, either. it doesn't. So She never she, has sex in the Yeah, because all they do is uncomfortably make out, and then all of a sudden and he I, appears. And, and again, I it would kind of make sense. Like, yeah, I, it, would be a, be, it would be a better introduction to the character, but at the same time, it doesn't make any sense because it's no, not it like... No, it doesn't. Because <laughs> it's not like the first movie, they cure anything to do with sex. Like, it's not like no. Valerie got, died after getting banged in the first no. movie. Or she survived. So this whole don't go all the way thing, don't have sex has no bearing on this movie here at all. Like why is like astral projection Valerie right. telling younger sisters don't have sex. Like, and cause yeah. it's, and it's not like she does have sex and the guy materializes from that, which she's that would somewhat leak yeah. that right, warning right. to him as being, but it, that never happened. I just no, wish, I just yeah. wish they would have at least done that. Yeah. I just wish here's, he'd be like, uh, uh, yeah, here's my <laughs> weird ass theory that I, I think it's, 100% far-fetched. Okay. But here's my... Here's the only thing I could think of. Like, why even... Okay, so... I think it might not matter because it might all be a dream anyway. It doesn't fucking yeah. matter. But okay, so... Right. Up until the very, very end, we see Courtney... Okay, she's traumatized by the events from the first movie, the yes. killer and all that. So, okay, she's trying to deal with that subconsciously in her head. But she's also in a band. So she loves music. Okay. She mm-hmm. loves music. So my, my thought was that she subconsciously her brain took something that she loved and applied it to something that was terrified her to try to make it easier for her to cope with. But somehow it got twisted and became a new source of terror and a living, uh, 
living the embodiment of her fears. The music she loved so much got embodied with the thing she fears and became this morbid hybrid mutant thing that went after her. I like it. I like the theory, <laughs> yeah, right. but that still doesn't help explain no, how not, we fucking materialize. <laughs> not at all, but it, it, it ex- but at least I, explained why he's a musical dancing guitar playing you, I, rockabilly yeah. greaser. That's okay. You know what? I kind of like but that. But even then okay. it's weird because it's not like she, it would, it would make more sense if we saw her at one point in a room listening to like, 50s music or an old yes. school. Like she's, oh, she's really into that old school. Yes. That one makes sense. But like we she's never really into that, that greaser she's rock. Like, yeah. But they're like, you know, like, it's more like bangles, hard Go-go's, music. Go-go's, yeah. Go-go's, yeah. like they're 80s music. Yeah. So again, that's what makes sense if he, if he was like a hair, like a big hair, like rocker, like a... Like, <laughs> like some, D. Snyder or something. D. D. Snyder right. or, <laughs> yeah. you know, White Snake yeah. or, you know, something like that. That would make more sense. Vince Neil. <laughs> yeah. But right. nope. Who fucking knows? I, it's, it's insane. So the next question is, was she in the mental institution the entire time? Was yeah, this the whole all thing. Again, a dream? Again, we don't know because you show her in the mental institution and the drill comes up out of the floor again and it's just continuing this. But that's what I think like, the whole thing is. Like, I took it as, as a very last summer party match where the whole fucking thing was a dream that she's been in the mental hospital yeah. the whole time. Like All of it was a dream. None of it happened. That's and she of... and her Valerie are both in the mental hospital. Ugh. That's kind of what I thought too. And so then such the, a, killer, the drill are just kind of weird. So none of it ever happened. That's what I yeah. It's like I, does any of this happen at all? Who fucking knows? That's such a bummer. Because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we see her standing there when Amy's buys were out. She's fine. Like did she go insane after that? And she's locked up, and the killer is coming back to get her. You know. And then by rule, there can't be any favorite kills. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I. I thought of that too last night. I said, I think about it. This is all a dream. Nobody fucking died. We can't pick a favorite kill. There's no kill. But we're going to do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. All right. We don't know for sure. All right. So, yeah. That's what Sarah asked me. She's like, if it was all a dream, how are you going to do favorite kills? (laughs) Well, we're going to have to get permission from Marshall. (laughs) I allow it this time. (laughs) All right. Favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. All right, here we go. All right, here we go. All right. <laughs> all right Chris, let's go. Man, I really don't know because they all kind of suck. Yeah, they do. I mean, they all what, they don't all happen until the last twenty minutes of the movie. Yes, and then like they were all just these, not even really great like drill. No, I, mean, were, I, I would really say lame. it's either Matt or it's uh, is it Cheryl? What was her name? Sheila. Sheila. Because Sheila's, man, I'm going to go with Sheila because that poor bitch <laughs> had to sit in the hallway. I know. And like, watch that horrible dance number. Yeah. <laughs> and then she would, she get, takes it in the chest. <laughs> yeah. You don't really see her. Yeah. yeah. You see it from behind. It, right. it goes into her chest. You see it from behind. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with that one. All right. I mean, because they all kind of suck. They, yeah. I 100% agree. Aaron? Uh, I'm going to go with Matt just because uh, we, we, here it is, the first kill. It comes to the back of his chest. It doesn't look too bad, although you can see that his head is on this prosthetic. And I watched it a couple times, and I paused it a few times. His shoulders grew, like, got so much wider. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, he just took all the roids. Because <laughs> like, he's a pretty slim guy. Yeah. He's, like, twice as wide, broad now. <laughs> it's only cut. It's only there for a little bit, but I'm like, holy shit, he got big. <laughs> but uh, but it's that's kind of a cool scene. And when he pops up and he rips the arm off, and he's yeah. like, just look like a dream to you. And throws it on the cake. Right yeah. And the, his, the, the, the viscera hanging off the drill looks mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. So just that whole death scene part is my favorite kill. Okay. Um, 
I'm split between favorite kill and best kill. Because mm. to me, they're not always the same. True. Okay. To me, best kill, I agree, is, Aaron, is Matt. The whole thing is the best kill. Favorite kill is fucking TJ finally dying. I, hate <laughs> I fucking hated TJ. Couldn't stand the way he talked. What, bro? Come on, man. Well, smoke your head, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining my weekend. God, I hated TJ. So it's tough. Do I go with the favorite kill or the best kill? Um, go with be- your favorite, baby. Yeah, it's best favorite. kill is Matt. Favorite kill, I'm going with TJ. It's my, favorite kill. It's not fa- best kill. That's right. true. Favorite kill. So me, it's TJ finally getting it. Mm-hmm. Even though it was weak, but I was just glad to see him finally die. Uh, so all right, there we go. Uh, that, that's our favorite kills for this week. Let's move on to the odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, ratings. IMDb gives it a 4.5 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, there is no official thermometer score yet, uh, but it has a 36% audience score. Wow. Uh, Amazon, 2.7 out of 5. What? Uh, yeah. Uh, plot keywords. There were 121 plot keywords for this movie. Damn. Um, a lot of them were self. A lot of them were pretty simple. We've seen them before. Uh, the ones I wrote down were rockabilly, uh, reference to Rolling Stones, which I didn't get when I because I, I did this stuff before I watched the movie, but now I get, get no the satisfaction. Way. Yep. Evil laugh, allegory, sex doll, and oxy ten. <laughs> actual plot keyword. But your panty lovers didn't show up. Panty lovers didn't show up. Well, there weren't even panties. There were bras, but I not guess, really panties. Yeah. It's true. We haven't yeah. had panty lovers in a long time. Oh, like it's we've it's something. It's just we were on a hot streak for a we while. We were on a real hot streak, and now it's just a cold, cold, cold streak. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Must be fading out of uh, yeah popularity. Um, I don't know, man. I still dig those. I, I, I love the oxy ten as a plot keyword. That's hilarious. And maybe think like, do they even make Oxy Ten anymore? Because I, I remember know. when we were kids in the eighties. Oh 90s, yeah, the Oxy Pads. Well, Oxy Pads. I remember in the eighties, mm-hmm. nineties. I remember growing up like Oxy Oxy Pads were huge. Oh, and, and you saw commercials for them all the time. Commercials, mm-hmm. and you bought a comic book. There'd be ads in the comic yep. book for them all the right. time. But now I'm like, I don't see any. The only thing I see for acne, I ever see advertised is that proactive. Proactive. Stuff. I've never it's like, is Oxy Ten even still around? Like, did mm-hmm. this say fuck? We're not advertising anymore because it's only proactive you ever see. But Oxy Ten in the eighties, nineties was. Everywhere, right. yeah, everywhere. Uh, proactive, is mm. it? Yeah. So I guess it nukes it. I was one of the lucky sons of bitches in high school. I had like crystal clear skin all you. throughout high school. Every once in a while, I'd get like a big fucking zit, and it'd be monstrous. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the size of Sally's, but uh, <laughs> you know, it'd always be like big fucking zit. And it's like, but I get it like once a year. But it always seemed to like happen, like. At winter ball, right. or during prom, yeah. or like senior pictures, and they have this big fucking meteor on my goddamn <laughs> nose or something. But the rest of the year, perfect skin. Yeah, I didn't have too much problem with acne. I mean, I get some here and there, but not. I really didn't have much of an issue with it either. Oh, our friend Ty had horrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, really bad. I did. Uh, I was on like constant antibiotics because you go to really? a dermatologist and then they just put you on a different antibiotic and it would clear up the hmm. acne. Huh, I never knew that. Yeah, that sounds. Like a really bad idea. Like, yeah, imagine yeah. it worked, but in, in retrospect, I'm sure thinking it was about it now, yeah, really bad idea. Yeah. Probably messed up your stomach too, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's uh, continue on. Let's uh, moving on to trivia for this movie. Um, first thing on first, uh, we talked about this already, but uh, mm-hmm. the Playboy Playmate. Her name is Kimberly MacArthur, is the one who played yes. Amy, and she actually had it stipulated in her contract she would not do any nudity in this movie, which is what? fucked up. Yeah, no, she's like, you got to pay me Playboy money. For yeah. me to get naked. Honestly, you probably would have gotten paid more money to be in a movie than 
Playboy did in the 80s. Yeah, we looked it up. We looked it up while we were talking about during the movie. Miss Miss January, 1982. All right. Well, there you go. So she'll bear it all for Playboy, but not for a movie. But that was, you know, that was 82. This was 87. Five years. She's like, you know what? I'm past it. I'm not doing it anymore. I I get it. But, you know, that's I don't want to be known for that my whole life. What a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. What a bitch. She had the best boobs of all of them. She did. She did. Giant, nice boobs. I know. Uh, Well, dig up. Playboys from 1982, if you want to see him. That's true. I'm sure they're online somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so in order to get the word out about his presence on set without arousing his suspicions, the cast and crew would use the codename Jennifer when referring to executive producer Roger Corman, who was apparently a producer yeah. on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, the 1988 movie The Nest, which is about, which is also a Concord picture, same people did this one, used the same condo for for filming. Oh, no As a result, the crew of this film was forced to contend with a very bad cockroach problem. In the movie, <laughs> um, Heidi Kozak noticed that who, she's a girl who played Sally. That the cutoff jeans shorts she were wearing kept getting shorter and shorter every day. Yes. She later found out that the customer would pull threads out of them at the, at the end of each filming day to make them shorter. She got herself a new pair of shorts after the discovery. Um, so, dude, because there's a the scene in the bathtub when she turns off the tub when she leans over, like those shorts are like up her ass. Like her butt cheeks are hanging at the bottom. Oh yeah, the Heidi character. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hanging at the bottom of her. Sh- like, I'm like, goddamn. They're basically Daisy Dukes at that point. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. they're fucking g-string shorts, basically. <laughs> well, there was one point in the movie where, uh, I guess Courtney was taking a nap on the couch, and mm-hmm. then Heidi walks up and was like, "How's the uh, or Sally? Yeah, right? Sally. Sally yeah. Like, How's the Hangover Queen? Yeah. And she's wearing this awesome bikini, the side pony." And like the tan. Oh, she looked wow. great. Yeah, yeah. Great tan, great that yeah. greenish bikini. Yeah, she looked great in that. Um, Michael Monaghan's, uh, Monaghan's Don't Let Go is actually the film's title song as it was scripted under the name Don't Let Go, Slumber Party Massacre 2, just like Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night mm-hmm. 2. Uh, the title was shortened to Slumber Party Massacre 2 during production at the insistence of Concord Films founder Roger Corman when no- negotiating promotional deals with companies such as Coca-Cola which actually should be more like Pepsi, because that's yeah, all we saw. However, the filmmakers referred to the movie as simply Don't Let Go, so they didn't use it as hmm. uh, when trying to get advertisers. To, I guess they didn't want yeah. Pepsi was not an advertiser for this movie? Coke was not an advertiser, yeah. apparently, but Diet yeah. Pepsi was all over this place. Pepsi had, to have, been, had yeah. to have been. Oh, yeah. Pepsi, Perrier, Oxy-10. Slice. <laughs> Slice. Denny's. <laughs> Denny's, yeah. Um, uh, Heidi Kozak Sally actually mm. fil- filmed her death scene on her birthday. Uh, she ate cake in her death makeup with the crew. Um, mm. That's all. I really, there was a, there were a few other things, but those there weren't anything I was really gonna uh, bring up some of the other stuff. Uh, moving on, budget for this movie. Unfortunately, I could not find it, uh, which is always sad. Sends really? me. Yeah, really? I, I thought it. for sure this was kind. Of, what you found it? You couldn't find it. No, I didn't find it. It wasn't on my. You guys want to play? I know what it is. Oh, you already know it. Yep. Oh, well, how'd you get? Where'd you guys find it then? Wikipedia. Yep. Oh, Wikipedia. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> That's a, a little bit. More we should have done it on Marshall. Man. <laughs> we should have done it on Marshall. That's why I didn't say anything. I was like, I'm gonna try. It. I was like, I'm gonna slip this by. I'm gonna slip this by. They're not gonna get me. I said you want to play. I almost. I, I was about to say yes, but Aaron said I already saw. I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna say anything then. Yeah. And I'm like. I'm not going to let them get me. They're going to try to get me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Anyway, the budget was... According to that, Wikipedia, $500,000. $500,000. Mm. Uh, uh, grossed one point three. Did you million. see the gross? No. I didn't did see you anything. hear what he said? At one point three. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> you can't get me! You can't get me! Marsh is untouchable. Fuck! I am untouchable. <laughs> 
Uh, so it actually made money, surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not much. So, but did this actually have a theatrical release then, or is that just money off of sales or yeah, rentals? It, it, it was. Yeah, I don't know if this was. Even I don't a know theatrical if this would have gotten a theatrical because this release. might have been that time in the eighties when a lot of movies were made for the video store. Yeah, you know, like video. yeah, straight. like I guess the, the first Summer Party Massacre may have gotten a uh, could have gotten a theatrical a, release, but the second, I can't imagine this was in the theaters. Right, yeah. and if it did, now only making a million dollars doesn't wouldn't. Incredibly limited release then, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. It had to have been straight to video. I would think yeah. so. <clears throat> the film was given a limited release theatrically in the United States in October 1987. It was subsequently sub, yeah. ah, thank you. released on VHS by Nelson Entertainment. Okay. Um, all right, anyway, we're, let's move on. Let's, uh, just, we're it's been released on DVD three different times. Cool. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> any blu-ray because i'm in <laughs> i don't see blu-ray oh yes it was since, all right it has since been released on blu-ray in a double feature with its with its successor yeah oh, okay. it's a two-pack i nice. see that two-pack on amazon so is the successor would be the one after it right yes it's actually on two there i've seen both there's the Summer Party, Summer Party Massacre 2 DVD or Blu-ray. And then there's two and three on Blu-ray too. There's a third? There is a third. Fuck yeah! <laughs> there is a third. <laughs> and the third one, I think, brings us brings Russ Thorne back. I think they go back to the original. Did they drill. cut his fucking head off? I yeah. thought so. That's pretty fucking I don't know. final. All I know is, I, I haven't seen it, but I'm only oh, basing it off of the fact that cover, they bring back the original drill. I'll say that. I think the three horsemen need to ride again. But if the original we, drill was cut in half by the magical machete. Well, that's right. The magical machete. <laughs> the adamantium machete. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll have uh, to watch it. We will. We will if, we, if we can find it, we'll watch it. We'll do it. All right. Let's move on to uh, this week's five-star reviews. These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five-star reviews. Uh, all right so there were 32 total reviews on amazon 25 percent are five star and 25 percent are one star so the most perfect split we've ever had uh from n farms writes i finally have the driller killer in my hot little hands i've been looking for this on dvd for some time now and i'm so glad i have it sure it's not really scary to me. It's more satire of slasher films, but the bonus is that sexy hunk of man meat, the driller killer, Atanius Illich. He makes this film, in my humble opinion, five stars. Was this a guy? Uh, it says M Farm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure that dude wanted to do nothing else. Uh oh, the the guy played. Yeah, I don't. He he really didn't do much. No, uh, this was his first film, from what I understand. It was his first film. And he yeah. he might have done one or two other things after that, but it wasn't. He never went on to any kind of real career. Uh, from Marissa Coleman, I love this movie. I'm 17 years old, and I think this movie is amazing. If you don't like it, don't buy the movie. If you like it, then buy it. Five stars. What kind of review okay. is that? <laughs> okay. I'm 17. I love it. If you don't like it, don't. Honestly, buy that it. may be one of the greatest reviews ever. It's the most logical because like see people say, well, this movie sucks. Like, well, well is the watch review it supposed to kind of give you a clue as to whether or not you should watch the movie? That's true. And she's just like, but it's the most level. It's like if you like it, get it. If you don't, eh, don't watch it. Then. He no was in a movie it. called Rage and Cajun. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I looked at. Yeah. He had some on IMDb. Um, Jacob Sullivan writes. I thought the first film. Wait, I thought the first time that I saw this movie when I was about seven or eight years old, it was the best movie I'd ever seen. 
And still to this day, I still love it enough that I bought it five stars. And last one from Gunther. The lack of explanation makes the horror all the more disturbing. A must-see <laughs> five stars. Uh, One-star reviews. There we go. From Electro Addict. I didn't expect much from this film, but somehow it still disappointed me. Uh-huh. The ghost of Andrew Dice Clay torments a group of stupid, annoying teenagers. His weapon of choice is a giant homemade guitar dr- drill. But his killing spree doesn't officially start until the end of the movie. First, the audience has to suffer through a ton of bad music and pointlessly dumb dream sequences. There's a tiny bit of topless nudity, but there should be more. There should be loads more. Yes. Avoid okay. one star. <laughs> I will Preach. say that the the guitar drill. I was, I was impressive. I love the guitar. It was pretty cool. It was a great looking prop. Like, would yeah. it be functional? Hell no, probably yeah. not. But it looked awesome. Yeah, it, it looked did. great for yeah. a horror movie. I just wish. Again, it's obviously battery power or something because they kept flipping the switch yeah. on and on. He you even know, he, looked down right, right, right. to see if I can just find the switch. But yeah. Again, the look of that guitar would have been so much better if, again, they would have made that killer like an 80s hairband because it's yes. a great, like, 80s. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Grind, like, right. like, it looks it's like awesome. those, you know, those double neck guitars. You know, it's just not those, a, almost, it, it's the size of a double yeah. neck, but it's but it's got like that. Yeah. You but know, in all the those, 80s, the points and the spikes. Yeah. It's, it's they, that 80s. That was awesomeness. an 80s. That was the thing. And they, you're right. In their hair right. metal bands, they made those gaudy, oversized, weird spectacular artistic guitars. Yeah, and that's what they yeah. sh- and again, mm-hmm. they didn't have that in rockabilly days. No, they, it was no. it was just like a Fender. Yeah. Like yeah. a simple guitar. So that's what, again, mm-hmm. it the, it doesn't the the guitar looked awesome, doesn't fit the killer's look yeah. at all. You, it'd be all, it'd be better with like D Snyder yeah. holding that going, "Yeah, we're not going yeah, exactly. to take it." <laughs> uh, no, we ain't going to take it. From Free Labor titled just titled Nope. The first Summer Prime Massacre is a complicated cl- as a classic. Definitely worth checking out. This sequel by a different director with an all-new cast is a hot mess. No people of color appear in it anywhere. The <laughs> final girl wannabe is finally revealed to be insane, although the beginning looks like gay porn. She has dream fantasies about a football-throwing <laughs> young hunk he's lust- she's lusting for. There's no indication anywhere that anyone in the world is not heterosexual. In other words, there is nothing to recommend to anyone to watch this film for any reason. The end. Nope, it was all just a dream, dot, 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 one star. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> and lastly, from Mr. Twain, for some reason, a lot of my reviews are not widely seen, on not widely seen films have been deleted, and the review for this film being one of them. As well as those for gossip in the crowd, I'm so mad, but I just wanted to say this film is bad and terrible, avoided at all costs, one star. So he's huh. reviewing and ranting that his reviews are painted are being pulled. Being pulled down. or taken off. I taken wonder. Off. I wonder, like, if you drop, you know, it's like fuck this movie. Do yeah. you get pulled? Hmm. You know. Um. So yeah. Okay. So that's it. That's reviews. Um. Let's wrap this up with our final takes. Uh, final thoughts here, Chris. Right. Take us away, Chris. Uh. Well, I was a huge fan of the first one. Like, yeah. Even guys, you guys even got me a T-shirt for Christmas. Yeah. with the picture of that movie on it. So I was pretty excited to do this. I was like, "Man, sweet!" Surprised you're not wearing the shirt today, man. And I thought about that on the drive over here. I was like, <laughs> "Fuck, I got the fucking T-shirt." But I wanted to wear my blue. Yeah, because blue. St. Louis Blues yes, tonight. Yes, uh, St. Louis Blues in the Stanley Cup. First time in 49 years. Anyway, um, this movie fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> the the fucking uh, the musical numbers the the. The killing didn't even happen till the end, and then it made absolutely no fucking sense. It, uh, the fuck this movie, fuck this movie, and fuck <laughs> this movie. All right, so bad it's scary. Aaron, 
This movie is awful. Uh, is there a butt coming here? But there's a little part of me that kind of loves it. I don't know why. There's something about watching this and just seeing all the 80s as fuck shit. Just makes me like feel like a little kid. Like watching the montages, the choreographed dances, the girls playing with like having a pillow fight. All that crap. The killer coming, like, it doesn't make any sense. The movie's a fucking horrible, horrible <laughs> movie. It really is. The gore's not that great. I mean, it, there's, well, the gore's okay. No. no. I'm torn, man. I'm torn. I'm going to have to say So Bad's good. Really? I'm right there. And don't get me wrong, it's not a good movie. Having flashbacks in 976 Evil 2. <laughs> I want to punch Aaron in I'm, the mouth. I'm not nearly as drunk for that one. I'm not nearly as drunk for that one. But there's just certain things about it that just, for some reason, give me a charm. No, the girl dude. with the big pimple and the zit spraying in her face. The the, the the driller killer coming and shoving it through his bag, ripping off his arm, throwing it in cake. Amen. And it's just, even the dance number, for some <laughs> reason, I liked it. I kind of liked it. Ugh. So, yeah, for me, I kind of like this one. Yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, but you're wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm, trust me, it barely makes it. It barely makes it. And to be perfectly honest, when I watched it the first time, I was like, this movie's fucking horrible. When I watched it the second time, I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, well, I kind of like it a little more. The fact that you came down the stairs today uh, singing, singing Tokyo I Convertible. Be your Tokyo Convertible. <laughs> Pretty much knew where you stood on the <laughs> motherfucker. You gotta be kidding me right now. All right, um, I'm the tiebreaker here. So, um, first let's start Do with something right positive. Thing, let's start with something right positive. Uh, I we didn't comment on this, but I I will comment on it now. Uh, I do think that the acting in this movie from the girls, the the, the girls I thought were pretty solid, pretty yeah. good. There were some good. Sally was was pretty good. Amy, for a Playboy playmate who didn't really do much acting, was I thought really pretty good. good. She yeah. knocked it out of the park for her prayer. Uh, Courtney was fine. Crystal Bernard, she you know they the, all the girls were pretty solid and great in this movie. Like I said, Sheila having to pull off being afraid during that dance yeah. number mm-hmm. is the greatest thing of acting I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's good. The guys on the other hand were terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were they were pretty stiff. They were awful, like, but the just, girls yeah. really helped carry this movie. Um, but then also, how many fucking Inception dream layers are in this move turd of a movie? Like, there's so many dreams oh, within a dream yeah. within a dream. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, and at the end, it's all a dream. So there was like four or five dreams within a dream. It's insane to kind of keep track of this and know what's really happening at the end of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched this two or three times now total in my life, and I gotta say. Even though the acting is good, the zit scene is great. It's good makeup. I cannot recommend this. I say so you. bad it's scary. Thank I, you. It's not that I don't. I, it's not the music. The music's terrible. I will say it's awful. But we've seen like mo- we've seen <laughs> movies do music and horror movies better. Like grand yeah. story, but like stage fright that I did it with Sarah. Sure, here, yeah. That did it so well. Right. That was basically a musical mm-hmm. horror movie and did it very very well. It was really good. Do- and, and, and played it to a, almost to a serious point where it was, it was serious. It wasn't, mm-hmm. but then look at, we did poultry guys also with Sarah, 
where they did where it had a lot of musical numbers yeah, in it. Yeah. But they did it to the other end where it's like, campy fun. and fun and it worked. But it still worked, yeah. This is somewhere in the middle, like it's supposed to be serious, but the music is more fun more and peppy. Peppy, but yeah. everything but it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Yeah, I, I don't like it. And then the music isn't even I don't it's to me it's terrible, but it's not so bad. Like the music from Killer Workout was 80s riffic terrible music but we loved it oh so, because it was so bad because, but again but this music doesn't reach that level either it's just bad and it doesn't fit and rockabilly doesn't belong in an 80s movie no. we're about a girl band that's like I said is a pop band they're not doing 80s or oldies style music so nothing fits well in my even opinion. if you, you, you're coming up so slumber party massacre two two so the first one within the first 20 minutes they had already murdered the yeah the telephone girl. There was already suspense. There was building. Yeah, you already, you already killed the telephone. The... Being stalked by a killer, and they right. killed one of the other girls like in the hallway. Like they he, like ran Frankie her down. Stevens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the gym. Yeah, she gets murdered. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. This one had a long build up, a lot of, a lot of musical build up for a poor Shut payoff. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, guys. Like I said, what is it so bad? It's good. It's like it's just because I'm a, I got the little charms about it. Overall, it is a bad movie. <laughs> And it's an hour and fifteen minutes, and as is Slumber that Party. That is the one redeeming. Another, it is short. It is short, Very but short. so is Slumber Party Massacre. But Which Slumber is Party way Massacre, better. But Slumber Party <laughs> Massacre, you're holding on for fucking. You're just like, wow. You're holding on for the like yeah. Chris said. First twenty minutes, there's already two kills. Yeah, you're already holding on, and you're like, holy shit, this is going. But th- this movie. It's also a slap I mean, in the Content face because of the ending. Snails. Like, like we have to the hammer. Mr. Cont oh, an axe. A <laughs> an fucking axe. <laughs> he's got like a hand axe. He's, ah, he's. But again, just like last summer party, it angered us so much we did that one. This is kind of the same thing. It's like it's a slap in the face because you don't know what the fucking ending is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That is, was that it is a the dream? Biggest... Was she in the same yeah. time the whole time? So we sat through this nonsense ride of yeah. bullshit the way I took for it, like basically the... nothing. Yeah. Like for a fever dream or something for yeah, the same thing. Right. Like it's that's the way I, took and that it just makes end. it even worse to me. Like, like, yeah. okay, if that's really going to be it and the crazy dream guy comes like, okay, fine. Dumb retard, but at least make it real and make it happen. Don't leave a yeah. question mark at the end. Like, it's like, what? what's uh, going on? Yeah. And yeah. that just makes it even more infuriating and makes it, you know, just drops it down some more. So there we are. We're split two, two to one. So bad. It's scary Two. Aaron says it's so bad. It's good. Just barely. Um, two in the right category though. <laughs> Two in the right carry, one in the sneak category. Uh, oh. Whoa. I'm going there. Oh, no. Uh, all right, guys. That's, thank you for sitting with us. Uh, Chris, thank you for coming back. We always love you. Hey, no problem, Here's man. Here's about no, time we have you. We will try it. We will try to scrounge up Summer Party Massacre 3, see if we can get a hand on that. do that Apparently, it's only later. on disc, so you have yeah, to spend your hard I have to spend later. my money on it again, which I've been known to do very recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, Next week's movie is one I had to buy on DVD, too, on Blu-ray. Uh, so we'll be back next week, guys. Or, well, if not next week, two weeks, we'll get we'll be back. Uh, in the meantime, guys, watch more horror movies. Remember to always keep it tight. <laughs>